Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. After an extensive interview process, we decided to stay with Matt Patricia. What do you do? Right. What do you do? And not a guru. What do you do? He reported, I think it was him, that Bill had signed off on it as well. Hmm. Everyone's just hmm. where I'm at with with the draft now that I'm starting to really get into it is I'm ready to be heard again, Deuce. I had an air mattress hour. in my office and I just <gasps> I blow it up. The world's first air mattress. <laughs> wow. <that's> wow. <laughs> they have air back. It's actually made out of straw. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you chime in as if you're younger than me? <laughs> this is a guy who hasn't walked straight in like 20 years. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I have a lumberjack. Oh, look over thank there. you. Uh, Gillette's on strike. Uh, you got the flannel. I feel like going. I'm off season deuce right yeah. now. I got off a little, season little deuce. Sh- What's the the suction pump things? The penis pump. Sump pump. pump? <laughs> No, Mike. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, baby. That's not mine. I wonder what you guys think about TB12 coming back. Here? Uh, yeah. Over my dead body. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots Unfiltered! Guten Tag! <laughs> oh! Live from Gillette Stadium. <laughs> uh, Patriots are going to Germany. That's the announcement I'm not today. sure that's okay. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with that? Uh, it's buried deep in the show. No one will find it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize Mike was the, the star of the Tuesday show. Yeah, A couple under-my-breath comments yes. that uh, landed well. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. We are live from Gillette Stadium. It's Thursday, and uh, big news this morning broke. Um, Patriots are one of the two teams that will be playing in Germany. Uh, two games. Uh, they've only announced the two uh, host teams, the Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, date and location is still yet to be announced, but we know for a fact that the Patriots will have one of their nine home games in Germany nine. in 2023. But not because I, I was a little confused, and maybe just to clarify for anybody that that Kansas City is the other home team in Germany. They're not playing the Kansas City That's game correct. there. Right. It's still probably expected. And that, I heard one of Paul's Patrick people, Mons. Courtney Cox, say, "Yeah, they're going to be playing in Berlin." No, <laughs> that's not even in the conversation. Oh, you got to talk to her. Like, I mean, come on. I don't know how on. that ended up being one of my – that's not even on my station. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can tell people, like, you know, it's either going to be Munich or Frankfurt. Uh-huh. It's definitely not going to be Berlin. They're not even in the conversation. So I don't know where she got that, but mm. it's not it's going to be. The o- yeah, I'll, be I'll, be, I'll be nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the only city she knows in Germany. So – but uh, we do know for a fact that the Patriots will be playing in Germany. I guess I wasn't going to be nice. Yeah. Uh, and so that's exciting. You know, the Patriots yeah. for many years have been producing content for German fans. Of course, you know, with Sebastian Vollmer, it was a no-brainer. Uh, and so this is kind of the payoff, yeah. getting to actually play a game there in front of hopefully mostly Patriots fans. It'll be great. Get your tickets. Yeah. Get in. It's going to be high demand. Yeah, I know that like. you can go to Patriots.com, and I believe it's slash Patriots Deutschland, and oh. you can sign up on that page to be on, in the newsletter, and that way you'll get first information about how to get tickets. So, Freddie, you were in Germany this past um, fall. Yeah. Right? Yes, in Munich. Okay. Now, w- did you actually stay for the game? I forget. I did. Okay. I watched so the game. So what were your observations of the crowd in terms of – uh, rooting interest. Yeah, so, you know, I made the comparison between the German fans that I saw and, you know, the two times we went to London. And I felt that overall, the fan base was more knowledgeable. 
Like in London, they cheered more for extra points and field goals and touchdowns, it seemed. You know, and, uh, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of reaction to penalties, for example. In German, like the reaction was right. It was right at the right time. So it seemed like there was more of a knowledge of the rules yeah. Uh, in Germany. Okay, and so a more knowledgeable crowd, but in yeah. terms of rooting interest, it, it was Seattle in Tampa, 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 right? yeah. Tampa. So Tampa was the yeah. Tampa home was team. the host team, but I now thought did it you was feel 50 like fifty? Okay, so yeah. that's what I was wondering. Yeah, Seattle traveled very well for that game. And like in London, I think the Patriots had a oh, distinct yeah. edge in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty much fifty-fifty. I mean, uh, did it feel specific teams, or did it just feel like we're very happy? To oh be no, here? when you look at <laughs> you know, you know like that kind of cheering, just the jersey count. Yeah. There was just as much, you know, the green and the fluorescent green and blue, and then the Tampa colors. Yeah. You know? Fred forgot what the colors were, so he just went no, with the I, Tampa I, colors. No, it's like, I don't know what you would call their blue. It's Tampa? No, I said Tampa colors, but, uh, yeah. Yeah? I, I'm, I'm lost now. Oh, well, Tampa is pewter and whatever. Pewter. They, yeah, that was the pewter. word I was litting for. Yeah. Pewter. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's a good fit. Now, th- that said... Um, whenever these games happen in London or going in Germany, it's fans from all over Europe. Yeah, you know, come because you know Germany as a as a size is like a little bit smaller than a little bit bigger than New Mexico and a little bit smaller than Wyoming. Wow, that's really? the whole country. That's crazy. You know, so know. Europe is smaller than the United States, so it's not a big deal for someone in France to go to Germany. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm already hearing from uh, from listener Tom Sean Mellers. He was talking; he'd like to go, so he's UK guy. Yeah, it seems like it'll. It's oh, a nice touch point. Get everybody there. Yeah, I mean, obviously tickets aren't on sale yet, but I'm sure you know when they do go on sale. What kind of events did they? Did the NFL do events? Did the teams do events there? Yeah, we we had our own pub. All the home market teams had their pubs, so the four of us had pubs, and uh, they were packed every night. And we'll do the same thing. My th- I'm thinking that because uh, of the time difference, it's perfect for us to do our show while we're there. We'll, we'll have a pub, and we'll do it live at the pub at 6 p.m., and it'll be noontime here. <laughs> perfect. It'll be perfect. I'm not wearing lederhosen. I'm just putting yeah. that out there You now. might have to. I don't know. We I, might all all right. right. Fine, I will. Actually, in Frankfurt, they don't wear lederhosen. Oh, no? That's more the Bavarian, southern German, so oh. Munich. What would I be wearing then? Well, Short we'll shorts? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. yeah. I don't know. It's time to Man on the Strasser. I don't know. Uh, no yeah, one wants so to see Frank <laughs> Lederhosen isn't big. That's not Frankfurt. All right, good. That's, I'm going to start getting right with all this stuff. I don't want to go in there like a, you know, a dumb American. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah, we won't yeah, be uh, noobs. We'll have Fred to teach us. Uh, there and will, there and will Yannick, be. of course. And Yannick, yeah. yeah. I yeah. plan on sitting down with Yannick and having a whole lesson before we... I've never <laughs> been to Europe. So this is my first time, or will be. Me too. Do you have a passport? Well, so that's the second thing I thought of this morning. I haven't traveled out of the country since COVID, so my passport's expired. So I have yeah. to go get a passport. Yep. Me too. Yeah. I do too. Me too. Yeah. It's not that long a process. Yeah. You do it all now, by mail. Now we do it. We'll get yeah. it done. You can go to the post office here in Foxborough too. They, uh, yeah, I didn't have to go it. anywhere. I just no. sent in my old one. I've never had one. Did you have to send in your old book? The, yeah, the old book with the the application and all that stuff. Yeah, yep. yeah. I think that's what I need to do. Yeah, the rest of the family's got to do it uh, the old fashioned way. Yeah. So yeah, Will's get, going to the Bahamas. He needs get one. that done. I'm, oh. I know that when we went to London last time, the team actually did that for all the players because they just can't trust all the players to get that done. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so they threw us into the mix. <laughs> and you too, Paul. <laughs> we can't trust yeah. you. No, but I, I would, I would, I would get that done now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't even have to expedite it, so jump yeah. on it. It's on my list. I'm doing it. Yeah, right, we have an appointment. 
to go and, and do it for the kids. Good. February 4th. All right. We're ready. Bahamas. Nassau? I don't know exactly. Are oh, you going I'm away? I'm not. He is. Will, uh, Will's oh, going. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, so, that, yeah, that's exciting. That's, so that's top of the news yeah. um, that was announced today, and more information will be coming out over the next few months about time and date. Uh, so what else we got? We got a lot of reports. OCs. A lot of reports. What yeah, do we got? What, what's, who's on the list? They're coming in. Uh, Adrian Clem. Adrian Clem. Sean Jefferson. Oh, some old school Patriots. Yeah. Keenan McCardell. Yeah. Uh, Sean Jefferson. Yeah. And Nick Cayley. And Nick Cayley, which, what? <laughs> I don't get it. I, you know, I, th- I saw Tom re- Tommy Kern's reaction to it, and I think that's what everybody did. Like, what? You're, you're like, what? You're interviewing him now? Like, why didn't you just interview him last year? Like, what are you even or saying to him in the meeting Why didn't you right do now? this whole thing last year? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, like, what did you learn in the last year? We didn't think you were ready. Did you, like, did he get ready in the course of this last season in terms of observing what they were trying to do? I, that's the, the head scratcher to me. Um, but he, otherwise, a bunch of. learned what not to do, so now, <laughs> yes. he's, now he's prepared. But how do you go into that as a it is odd as a as a tight ends coach? You know, what do you think you would prepare to go into that meeting? Like, are you saying, "Here's the off, here's what I would do. This is my here's philosophy. why I'm ready. Here's why you know yeah. this is the playbook that I you know not like specifically. This is here's what a we playbook, need. You know, personnel wise, this is what we were lacking. This is what we need to accentuate more. These are the kind of concepts that I think are better suited to Mac Jones. Yeah, and how do you do that though without throwing your fellow colleagues under the bus? Right. Or or it's like tough. or being like. Why didn't we do this last year? I'm pissed at you guys for not giving me this chance last year. I, yeah, it's a it's a bizarre situation. Who do you think's in that meeting with him? Is that a is that just a Bill one? I mean, Robert and, and it, it's a great question. I have no idea. I mean, I'm assuming Bill because it's Matt to be Patricia in, it? in there. If he's going to go back to senior football advisor, is he sitting right, in I'm there? I'm hiring like, my replacement. <laughs> you know, right? It's weird. It's weird. Is Matt Groh in it? Is Elliot Wolf in it? Is Jonathan or Robert Kraft in it? Yeah. I, I also no wonder idea. if they they pull fears Dante Scarnecchia. Like, do they pull some of the retired guys that yeah. have obviously been around the block a hundred million times and, and know what they're looking at and what they're talking okay, about? Okay, so that's two questions we need to ask Dante. There was it's that one, and then there was another question. What the is the associate head coach? What right. what, what is that? So we <laughs> what do you do? Exactly we need tail. to get him on the phone. You know. So we should we should Evidently call. Evidently, he'll call talk to anybody because I mean uh, he's got a weekly, he's standing ex- weekly call with Karen. <laughs> I think <laughs> quoted <laughs> extensively at, le- at least once a week. Yeah, by so somebody. I, I do think that's a little weird. Like he always has to chime in on what they're doing. I like every every week too. we go to him to like get the Dante criticism. Well, like <laughs> I love him. I mean I wish he was still here, but right. it just feels like he's hanging over Same. their head now. Same. This offensive coordinator search worries me. I don't like it. I I don't like the names and I, it's. I like that they're thinking a little bit more outside the box than maybe I expected, and I really think that highly of Sean Jefferson and Keenan McCardell as coaches. I, I think that they're they're coaches that have offensive coordinator in their future, but I think for this team right now, you need somebody that's done it before. Like you need a, somebody that's called plays in an NFL game, that's coached quarterbacks. I think and, that last part especially, at least if yeah. you had, like as as Greg Bedard likes to say touched the quarterback which makes me <laughs> uncomfortable but at least yeah. if he had ever worked with the quarterback yeah it, it just feels to me like you are in a situation where you're trying to fix your third year quarterback with a guy that is also trying to learn on the job of how to be an offensive coordinator now if you told me that bill o'brien's coming and keenan mccardell is going to be the receivers coach and pass game coordinator that's a that's a different 
conversation or Adrian Clem's going to come and coach the offensive line. That That's a different conversation. But if as those guys being the guys at offensive coordinator, I know everybody was new at it at some point, but they don't need it. They don't, you can't have a new guy right now. Well, here's the other thing. When you ask, you know, who's involved in these interviews, is Gerard Mayo involved? Right. That's like, a good is that one. part of his new thing? You know? That's a good one. Does Gerard Mayo have a new thing? Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. These are a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Evan, are you intrigued at all by – I mean, I totally agree with your point. Are you intrigued at all, though, with Sean Jefferson? I know you were kind of like Kingsbury. Get him in here. Jefferson's been with him. I mean, I know he's not Kingsbury, yeah, I, but I, – I like the idea of – some of the the concepts and, and some of the ideas that a guy like McCardle or, or Sean Jefferson could bring to the table. I, again, I, I just have hesitation with the fact that none of these guys have actually called plays in an NFL game. And on top of not ever calling plays, they have coached under guys that are there because of their offensive acumen. You know, in Arizona, Sean Jefferson is there with Cliff Kingsbury, who's the whole offense. And then in uh, Minnesota, KOC is running the whole, that's why he was hired by the Vikings was to run the offense. So how much say does Keenan McCardell have in what's going on when KOC is on the job because of his offensive background? I, I just have a lot of hesitations with that. And then you have people saying, oh, well, Keenan McCardell, look at what he did with Justin Jefferson. Like, so, so he deserves people, credit for well, Justin Jefferson? People don't Jeff- really say that. Well, do they? And what did he do? Fred, Fred had his eye on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I mean, I, I would get, in, in all seriousness, I'd give Fred every bit as much credit for Justin Jefferson <laughs> right? as I would Keenan McCardell. Because they had the same amount of impact on his career. Sean Jefferson, uh, Calvin Johnson's been very vocal about what a great coach Sean Jefferson is. We were joking about it on the way down here. Meg, Calvin Johnson, like he needed coaching. Like, what, what are you, what are you coaching him on? He's a tough. Well, he's one I, of the all time greats. Can come here, but he cannot yeah. wear spandex. No, I know you don't. That makes you very uncomfortable. Comes running at you, it's like the produce oh, section. Oh man, of the you've been scarred store. for life. Do you think they're asking him about that in the interview? Uh, I think to Evan's point, though, it, it 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 sounds like they're filling out the committee and not we're going to hire an offensive coordinator. You know, like like it feels more like Adrian Clem. Like, wow, he's got a lot of experience on the offensive line. He's been an associate head yeah, coach. I'm, like, a hard, I'm a hard no on Adrian Clem. The other guys I can, I can talk why? about. Because I don't like what happened to him in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the, That the rubbed Pittsburgh me the wrong way. is not great. Uh, refresh my well, memory. Yeah, what happened in Pittsburgh? He took a job in the middle of the season. Well, not in the middle of the season. Toward the end of the season, he was openly soliciting other jobs and – Tomlin found out about it and said, no, no, no. You don't have to wait till the end of the season. You can go oh, now. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Plus, I, I don't have at, any at interest or- in that. At Oregon this past year, and I'm sure if he gets hired, you'll hear about how great their offensive line was this past year. They were also absolutely loaded with talent on the offensive line that uh, Mario Cristobal recruited to Oregon before he left. And those guys are all in the draft this year, and they're all going to be drafted at some point in in the in the draft process so the Oregon had a good offensive line their stats were really good but they also had immense talent on the offensive line uh, that really helped out as well so I don't know again I just keep coming back to the same thing I, I want somebody that is established that's been there before that's done it because they have so much to fix from what happened last year that I just don't want somebody that's learning on the fly. I, that really yeah. worries no, me. But yeah. I do like these names. Like th- they're doing some work. They're doing some homework. They're looking into guys that, you know, so they're, they're, you know, these are names that we didn't come up with, you know, yeah. the so names that Mike Grease came up with. Yeah. McCardo yeah. was on his list. I don't know. So was Jefferson. So was, yeah. So, so somebody told him those things. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. We, we didn't have to Evan, take it down to that room. No, but I, so, <laughs> 
So I, did, I you know, I, I like that they're you know going out of the, you know, the the normal boxes and, and yeah, yet, and yet still Patriots guys. That well, have, that's that have the been thing. That and, they're familiar and, and with. I'm gonna actually, and I'm gonna really surprise you, Fred. I'm gonna oh. defend Bill a little bit here, okay? Because I heard a lot of criticism for that yesterday. You know, on my shows, on my station, Fred. Yep. You know, why does it always have to be somewhat? You know. Well, he played for Bill in Cleveland, or he was with the Patriots back in the 90s. He's got some – because that's how it works. Like, there's not very many coaches out there that say, you know what, I have have my eye on this Evan Lazar guy. And, like, I I think he can coach offense for me. I've never met him, but I like the way he writes. So I'm just going (laughs) to hire him, sight unseen. Like, it doesn't work that way. Like, to me, those guys, yeah, they have a connection to Belichick. He knows them. But it's not the same as hiring your son to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah, it, like it, you know, right. like there's got to be some level of familiarity. It, it's like Doug Marone. Yeah. you know, like it's. It seems to me Doug Marone was, in case of emergency, break glass. Like he always knew he was there. <laughs> you know, and the minute like the season ended, it seemed like he targeted Doug Marone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know if he's going to end up back here, but he definitely. Who are we talking about? The, what the guy in, in New Orleans? Doug, yeah, no, Doug Marone is Doug Marone. his name is out there. Yeah, as an offensive coordinator. No, 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 as line coach. Line. He's like. Oh, I coach. keep hearing everybody's tied to Doug Marone. Keenan McCardell was on his staff in Jacksonville, so there's a connection there, and, and that might help. Bill O'Brien is obviously the, that's a well-known story of how tight Doug Marone and Bill O'Brien. Well, are. maybe that's why Bill They're, talked to Marone. Like, and again, this is just reports. We don't know. This. I didn't know that Bill talked to Doug yeah. Marone about. About any job, like, I have a report that, that he news went to, to me. There's a report he yeah. went to New Orleans to talk to him. Okay, oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, that yeah. I didn't know that. Oh. That's why I was. Like and it, it could be confused. just to get info about these other guys, or it could be to talk to him about coming over here. I don't yeah. know. I do like that element of, you know, maybe all these guys are offensive coordinator candidates. Maybe they're not, and I like the idea that if possibly they're not, because they right. need. You coaches. keep talking about yeah, it. They like, need an entire, hey, hey, really, listen, offensive if, coaching staff. Yeah. If, you know, you don't become our OC, would you be interested in the line? You know, yeah. right. you, you bring that up. Which, in many ways, I don't, I don't say is as important, but it's not far behind. And I think, you know, for some of us that are like, well, just put Matt Patricia back on the offensive line. And, like, I don't know if that's good enough. Like, I think Bill the O'Brien, biggest issue was that old I'll take that. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But that's what I'm looking at, right? Like, that's what I want because – both those guys have been coaching that for 20 years. Like yeah. th- these guys that have and never that's done what it the before. The Patriots should be getting right. right. Yeah. The Patriots shouldn't be one of those teams that has to give somebody their first shot. Right. Right. And especially last year. Like you can't have guys that are trying to figure it out. I think that the, the players these days smell blood in the water. And somebody, to Evan's point, who's coached it for 10 years, comes in, knows exactly what they want to do, how they want to do it, and and you just gotta get get on board or you're not. And if there's a new guy who's like. All right, I know I haven't called plays before. It's kind of hey, here we go again. Like we got to sit and let this guy figure it out. I I I agree, but I also just wonder if this is all for Setting show somewhat, staff. and then we're going to get Bill O'Brien and. It is you know. interesting that they've interviewed two wide receivers coaches because I've been vocal about the wide receiver play this past season and Troy Brown and looking at that a little bit closely. Now they're interviewing two guys that have that that coach basically exclusively wide receivers in their careers, and you wonder if there's something going on there as yeah. well. That that Troy Brown yeah. might not and I'd be, be more interested in that. Like you know, maybe these guys these guys are experienced doing what they do. If that's what they're you know, because Troy Brown you know also you know sort of works with the returners and stuff, and you know Marcus Jones is pretty good at it. Yeah. No, right. yeah. again, I'm not a big fan of right. the position coach yeah. is responsible for the success of the individual players at his position or conversely blamed for 
you know, like Nick Cayley can't coach now because the tight ends have been average mm-hmm. yeah. for the Patriots. I, I don't think that's on Nick Cayley. Just like I didn't think Rob Gronkowski was a product of Nick Cayley. I mean, <laughs> Charlie Weiss got a lot of – because Charlie Weiss back in the day, he coached running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers. And, like, you know, Curtis Martin did well. Uh, yeah. He coached Terry Glenn when he first came in. And, and uh, Coates. And, and Coates. And so I wrote something in the newspaper. You know, it seems like everything that Charlie touches – turns out pretty well get a phone call it's his wife oh charlie really liked that article you're in charlie <laughs> i hear the shower in the background he comes out of the shower to say hey that was really good thank well, you it's a whole lot of man coming out of the shower <laughs> Uh, but this is the stuff. These are like the stories that like great this, article, Kirsch. This is why it needs to be a book. Like the, the history, the uh, the unvarnished uh, okay, history so, of Patriots Football Weekly slash. But like, I don't know how much actual credit Charlie should get for all Curtis Martin. <laughs> you know, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, they were like the three players that we're talking about were all Hall of Fame worthy right. talents. Like Curtis Martin is in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and Ben Coates. And Terry Glenn had Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> Fred. Oh, Charlie White. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. When it, it comes did. to wide receiver development, though, that I think is more on the – maybe not production, but development I think speaks more to the coach. I, right, I, I, I would agree position, with that. Right? And, and to your point, Evan, you, you do a lot with the, um, you know, the concepts and the, the X's and O's and how many times you pointed out this year that the wide receiver route running – was a problem, not just Huge where problem. they ended up being, but how they actually got there. Yeah. And the pace. That is something I think that you could, you know, oh, yeah. legitimately Timing, second spacing. guess the coaching of. You know, and how where many they times were breaking off routes, the depths that well, they were breaking yeah, the routes we, we off. We talked about that. Like, it's not working in games. What does practice look like? You know, because usually if it looks wrong in the game, it probably looked wrong in practice. Such a great question. You know, like, I just what, are that these, all what are these practices looking like? Every time Mac went up to the podium after a practice, that was what I really was wondering. It's just, how did it really go this week? Like, how did you, like, are you, do you really feel like you're getting it, or do you feel right. I mean, only the guys there could answer it, but I, I just, I think it's a great question. It's hard question. to believe that they get to the game and they just collapse, you know? And that's yeah. why I got to imagine that the struggles were very much present in practice, and that's hopefully part of the reason they've recognized like we have to. So change. there was one um, one little item of note that I that I thought kind of flew under the radar yesterday from Ian Rappaport, talking about Bill O'Brien still considered to be the front runner, but at the end he sort of threw in there, you know, he's still considered the front runner. He's been the offensive coordinator in New England before, working with quarterbacks. Um, currently the offensive coordinator at Alabama, and he's out. Uh, and I just gave it the uh, the Alabama there. I, I, I felt that uh, Alabama, and, and he's currently recruiting. Now, technically, they're just like the NFL coaches. Their contracts don't end until a certain time, and I think in college it's February. But if you're Nick Saban and you know he's leaving, do yeah. you want him out recruiting? Not really. No. What's he selling him? You know, he's not yeah. selling him his offense. So I thought that was interesting that Rappaport mentioned. I, I don't know if he just kind of threw that out there. Um, Crapsheet does have ties to Alabama. He used to coach, the, uh, used to yeah. cover Alabama before he came to the Herald and, and started covering the Patriots. So I didn't just dismiss that. I, I, I thought that that was a, an element that didn't get really much play, but I thought that was interesting. If he, in fact, is out recruiting, is that something that he wanted out there? Maybe his agent said, That's what I'm saying. Is hey, this, you know, these guys aren't really coming after me. Let them know that I'm not necessarily right, ready to come jump. In. If, you guys, you, if yeah. you guys want me, you got to come and get me. I mean, is there the possibility that Saban says, 
I'll you know come back and give you a good bump in pay yeah. and, and I see stays in Alabama. Al- Albert Breer is on my station um, right now and actually says he doesn't see a lot right now happening yeah. with Bill O'Brien. It's it's been no, there's, quiet. There's Fred's Doug Marone thing coming up too. Yeah, uh, so oh I love gosh. that. I mean, and that's Evan's thing. I mean, and and, and not even as an offensive as a coordinator, but the old line guy. Somebody it's comes like, in. You know, it's, it's not like we've done. Bad having coaches that have been in that position for a long time, whether it's Ivan Fears or Dante Scarnecchia, it, there's something to be said about that. And they yeah. have a relate. O'Brien and Marone, I believe their wives were college roommates at BC. So Doug Marone like, they was go back Alabama's often, uh, offensive line coach in, in 21. 21, O'Brien's first year there, and it didn't go particularly well. And he was not there last year. He was in New Orleans with the Saints. I, I just. If this all these interviews that they're doing ultimately comes down to we're actually interviewing to fill out the staff, yeah, because O'Brien's That's what coming, I'm saying. yeah. Then then I'm, I'm much all, happier about it. Then too. I'm all on yep. board with it. If they're going to hand one of the these guys that they're in, Adrian Clem's going to be the offensive coordinator next year. I'm going to be skeptical. If any of the guys that we've heard about end up being the offensive coordinator, I would call it an uninsp- uninspired selection. Yeah, yeah. including Nick Cayley because it would. Bother that, that me one would be, yes. that they wasted a year when they felt, right. obviously, they felt enough about this guy if they yeah, hired him. It's, uh, but that would bother you, but better to, you know, admit the mistake and, and do it. You know, if he yeah. really is qualified and they thought he was, then better to do it yeah. than never do it. the last guy they thought yeah. was qualified. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. okay, maybe it bothers you, but that doesn't mean it would be the wrong decision. No, I just would, I would call it uninspired. It's like. But last I, man standing, whoever was around. But I would totally agree if these if these guys are to fill out the staff, it's like what I think they need, like you know, a, a, a reinflux of some young coaches. I know they're not young, young, but you know, guys who have some experience, but that can even if they're not yeah. the offensive coordinator, can be groomed and developed a, a, a here and to house. Evan's point, you could make an argument that they need a new coach at virtually every position. Yeah. Now I could live with Troy Brown, sort of continuing to develop into the role. Vinny Sinceri, yep. same thing. But you need a line coach, you need a quarterback's coach, and you need an offensive coordinator. I, I don't think that those are really negotiable. My, my only question would just be of the group of guys that they have coming in. They're all kind of similar that they've you know coached wide receivers, they've been assist, associate head coaches, that kind of thing. Are, are these guys in line for a promotion, or do you think that they would come here and kind of make a lateral move from – I mean, I know – uh, you know, in Arizona, he's up for a job, and you know, I mean, there, there are other issues. But, well, but yeah. are these guys? Set I don't think McCardell would leave to do the same thing. Yeah. Jefferson might. You know, he was the assistant head coach for a guy who's no longer employed. Yeah. yeah. Now, I don't know if Brian Flores gets that job. Is that the rumor that he's He'll strongly be in, in consideration for the Cardinals? Cardinals? Maybe he wants to retain him, just like Kevin O'Connell retained yeah. McCardell. I also find Mike it Zimmerle. interesting. Uh, let's stick with O'Brien. If if O'Brien's the hire. And he has a good season with the Patriots next year. Then teams are going to come calling for him to be a head coach. So maybe you have Keenan McCardell learn under Bill O'Brien for a year, and I now like you're it. passing like that it. torch to I Keenan like McCardell. Right. And that's why I don't mind playing it a little three-dimensional chess. Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 that that to me is not chess. That's the way the NFL yeah. works. Right. Well, right. Everywhere the, else. Yeah. Have have the, your replacement in place. And, and then you kind of say that to we're going to make you wide receiver slash pass game coordinator, and then you'll get the play call sheet when when Bill gets a head coaching job because we know he's probably going to right so that that'll be your job in a year or two fine i'd like that i'd like that if they if they brought in guys with that kind of experience if you have doug marone and in keenan mccardell or sean jefferson whoever 
and then you have Bill O'Brien, you're sort of leading the offense, and then and if it works, which is what you what you want, obviously. I know that's what we're now. I have options. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what we're breezing by. It's like I'm not chasing the plane to keep Josh from going to Indy. Like I Bill, have options, right? If Bill O'Brien does a good enough job that he's going to get a head coach offer, then like that season, let's go. Like that's that's what we want. He'll yeah. definitely have options in college. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you that. I mean, I think he'll have options in college, even if it's not like a resounding success here. Yeah. As long as it's not a train wreck, the college teams will will offer him. But uh, Todd Monken in, in Georgia is another name that it sounds like he's going to maybe interview with Tampa Bay mm-hmm. now that they've parted with Byron Left, which another guy that's been calling plays for a decade and and knows what he's doing and has been around the block and you know. That would be a guy that I would love to have have here or or ha- add to this list of of I- interested you know interviews or whatever uh, more so than the guys that they're interviewing. But it doesn't seem like he's on their radar or at least not publicly yet. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, and you know I, I would assume that you know some of these leaks are coming from inside here. You know, just if if you're gonna go to the lengths of that report or not not that report that release that you did last week. You're going to follow through and let people know that, you know, that just wasn't a couple sentences. We're actually doing it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's with all the reports coming out, it seems like they're making an effort to make sure it's known that they're meeting with people. And I mean, I think it's a uh, it's a good sign. But I, I share all your concerns with with who it's actually going to end up being. Yeah. Uh, but we do know this change afoot. I do still think it's going to be Bill O'Brien when I, all said and done. But. I do too, and I. But I think that's what's most appealing, though, is is not just getting that offensive coordinator, but getting all the all the spots that they need, really reinforcing things. And you know, then I think you send a message to to Mac and the players too that you know it's going to be different next year. And you know, I, and the other thing too is I know people are getting in this like Mac's got to learn a third system. I'm fine. Like he's smart. He got it. He got it as a rookie. I'm not as like, oh god, I can't believe he's got to do a third offense in three years. Like, well, that would depend. Get it right. If it's know? Bill O'Brien, I'm not worried about it at all. I agree with yeah. you. So because he's going to know enough already. Yeah. If you sign an, a new OC, do the rules allow that OC to like come in contact with the players early or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can actually. Well, I know for a head coach, you can actually start training camp early. Right. I know that. I, I don't think that's true for coordinators, but. Yeah, they'll, they'll be able to have a little bit of leeway, I think, there in terms of getting those two guys together and, and leaving us, Mike, figuring it out. But I, I just, I have so many hesitations of giving this to a new guy, like a guy that's just never done it before. And I think, in particular, not necessarily coaching from a day to day, because I think those guys are probably pretty talented coaches, but. In-game play calling is a totally different animal. Like knowing how to set things up and knowing how to sequence drives together and knowing, okay, we're going to call this in the first quarter and then we're going to call this in the fourth quarter that looks like the thing we called in the first quarter, but it's actually something different. Like those things I think are that 3D chess that play callers that have experience that have done it before are really good at setting up and McDaniels was good at it. And you see all these other young coordinators out there that have backgrounds coaching quarterbacks being quarterbacks calling plays in games like that's the type of guy that i i want here is you know the guy that that's the pedigree right now that's the success it's the you know kevin o'connell's it's uh the the guys that uh you know ken dorsey brian dable like these guys that have done it before and and have worked with quarterbacks before or played the position in the nfl and just understand how you think on that level and i i just feel like that should be the most important thing is not we need to develop taekwon thornton 
the most important thing is that we need to develop Mac Jones, right? Like that's more important than the line or the wide receiver development or whatever. And I, I, I don't know if these hires necessarily point to that. I've always said that there's three parts to it. There's the offensive architect, the person who architects the overall offense. Then there's the game, pl- the game installer, installation, and then there's game, you know, play calling. Do you believe that the OC has to be all three, or are you comfortable with a guy who, you know, is the first two, but somebody else calls the plays on game day? Like, or do you think your OC? Ideally, has to be I all would three? like him to be all three because yeah. I want. The offensive coordinator, I think this was a problem this year, was that I want the offensive coordinator to come in on Tuesday when he hands Mac Jones the game plan and he's with Mac Jones from Tuesday to Sunday. And then they're on the exact same page when they get into the game. This is the call sheet. This is what we like in this position. This is what we like in that position. Here's the opening script. And they know exactly where each other is thinking and what each other is thinking. I think those are the guys that have done it at the best level, at the highest level. Josh, you know, that's what he would do, right? And I I just think that that has to be the same guy. And he was the quarterback's coach. I just think it has to be the same guy. Because if you have a guy like, you know, this year, I think Matt Patricia was spread too thin. So he's in an offensive line meeting room when the quarterbacks are in another room and they're talking about coverages and game plan stuff against the opponent. And then Matt Patricia is coming in an hour later and he's like, all right, guys, catch me up. Like, what have you been doing for the past hour? It's now we have all sorts of signals being crossed and things like that. And I, I, I just think it has to be one guy. And that's why I always get attached to, to other than O'Brien, like the former quarterbacks. I, I just like that. I like the optics of I've been in your shoes. I know what you're looking at. I know what the game feels like when you're actually out there. And it's not this foreign concept to me. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline, web radio at patriots.com. Uh, let's turn to our listeners, Melvin's in Tennessee on the ace ticket hotline. What's up, Melvin? What's up, y'all? What's going on? Hey. Hey. Right. Quick thing I got was I'm up in relation to when you are talking about Gerard Mayo and stuff like that, but I, I would like to see really – how he, he, you know, he's only been coaching for three, four years, I would imagine. I would just like to see how uh, how he feels like he's developed over these last three or four years. Like, I, anybody can, you can give somebody a game plan and see how things go. And I can always repeat what somebody wants me to repeat. That's not really helping too much. But in these three or four years, how am I getting better? What am I doing wrong? If you said I'm good at presenting something, that's great. But Eventually, you're going to have, you know, install that particular stuff. So, yeah, what does that I mean? Like He's good at PowerPoint? No point of being on the bill is you're not going to, quote unquote, open up your world to me, whatever that means. But I would like to see what are the things that you do, what made you so great. And so I can get some of that so I can be successful in the things that I want to go, go forward with. So I think, obviously, as you're getting older, you want more help, not less help. So I hope going forward, is this. This is what this year taught him. It's good to have your, you know, people that you trust, but you, you really need to get people developed, get people trained up, so that you know the pressures. I mean, you can't do everything by yourself. You need people well, that can implement what you're saying, yeah, things and develop people. I think over the years, Bill's done a good job of that. Like he's always kept a pretty good pipeline of young guys, you know, rising up and, like you said, Melvin, being coached up, learning how we do things doing a number of things so like when you get to finally being a position coach you have a pretty good foundation of how the organization runs but they've run out they've run out of these guys the brain drain just you know the depletion 
caught up with them. It was just too fast. I do think it was it was faster. Yeah, yeah in 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 recent because you lost in Thanks, very Melvin. quick yeah. succession, Flores, Patricia, and Judge. Yeah. yeah, and those guys all took pieces when they left, yeah. as opposed to okay, you got Charlie and Romeo left at the same exact time, but you had guys that had been here yeah. for five years. You were prepared yeah. for that, so you were able to sort of withstand when Mangini left. I think the next year, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Then it was a few years before you you know, were in that situation again when Josh left in 09. And you had Bill O'Brien on the staff. So you had sort of been able to do it. But now all of a sudden you lose three. I mean, help me out my chronology, but three in three years? Yeah, I would also yeah. – I was watching that um, – NFL Films thing with with Skarnecki and Ivan Fears in the trophy room that they shot the yeah. little uh, segment and it just kind of put into perspective how much experience and knowledge they lost when those two guys retired and they're not head coaches but they might as well have been head coaches right, right? and uh, to have those two guys walk out the building and I I thought what was interesting too about that segment was that they pointed out that Dante Skarnecchia actually survived I think three coaching regimes in New England like he was with Parcells with Carroll and then stuck around for bill right yeah, so I think well, even before it goes Parcells. way before that yeah. right yeah. yeah so i mean just think about how respected and how much uh, information and knowledge he must have had and uh, his coaching acumen that what four or five patriots head coaches all wanted to keep this guy on the and staff don't discount the fact that when you have that kind of experience with dante and, and ivan how much that helps when you have your guys trying to slide up yeah. like that's invaluable um, knowledge that you don't have now, yeah. and and plus, I think that's why Ivan was around as much as he was this year. I got to be honest with you. And, yeah. And plus, when you have those guys, when you're the head coach, okay, those are two areas I don't even have to worry about. I know yeah. it's being taken care of. It's being done the way I want it to be done. You know, the messaging is consistent. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. You know, but can but, you imagine young Josh McDaniels in '05, who wasn't in name the offensive coordinator yet, but he was the offensive coordinator in '05. Mm-hmm. He's got Dante. <laughs> yeah. He's got Ivan Fierce. Right. Guys that have been around for 30 years. Right. Yeah. You know, and especially Dante because of his knowledge of the game planning and the offensive line play and all that. He knows everything. I mean, so now, you know, and I'm not trying to, like, come off as being overly sympathetic, but, like, so now Matt Patricia comes in and he's his own offensive line coach. He doesn't have this 30 year. It yeah. was a bad situation. Yeah. yeah, that's why I say we should thank him. <laughs> you guys make fun of me. They uh, <laughs> they had Gronk on the the segment, and Gronk said that Dante would come up to him on the sidelines sometimes and be like, "Hey, like when they do this next time, you you do that." And he would come back to the sideline and it'd be in the end zone. You know, like <laughs> like just like th- things like that. And he said. I'm a tight end, and the offensive yeah. line coach is coming up to me and saying, I saw you do this, but we really want you to do that, or you know, some sort of correction or something like that. And Dante had the ability to know all of the positions, what they were supposed to be doing, and he's what seen, the, everything was supposed to he's be. He's seen it all. He there's knows no how way, it all fits. There's no way you survive whatever. Ron Meyer, Ray Berry, Dick McPherson, Dick McPherson <laughs> Rod Rust. I think he went with uh, with Meyer to Indy for that little hiatus that he was away from New England. Then he comes back mm-hmm. with Parcells and you know Pete and then Bill. Like you can't survive all of those regimes in one franchise and not know what you're doing. Yeah. Bill is Bill. 
but these guys had just as much as experience in the NFL and knowing everything to know about the game. Oh, yeah. and like Evan said, just it's not even just their position. They can help anywhere. And just that settling experience that you just – I mean, I think everybody by this point could look at Dante Scarnecki and you just – He's got it. I mean, that's what everybody – Dante, just – I mean, that's – for so long, that's what it was. Just not nah, sweeping under the rug. Dante will take care of the offensive line. He'll get it going. He'll get it working. It might look a little sloppy early, but and he'll it And by the way, it it's the same in every line of business. Mm-hmm. You know, having people on your staff with experience that you don't have to, like, tell them. You don't have to look over their shoulder. You can just – you're just confident that – it's going to get done. Yeah. You know? You trust them. We, aren't, yeah. we haven't even brought up Ernie either. Right. And, and having him leave as well. I, I, I'm with, like, I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but I think that it really, looking at this whole thing from a 30,000-foot angle and putting into perspective how much uh, knowledge and just brain drain they have gone through with these guys that aren't necessarily coordinators or in the limelight as much because of just the nature of their, their positions and things like that, just to put into perspective – Ernie, Dante Scarnecchia, and Ivan Fears leaving the organization all within a, a year or two span. It's what, like 100 combined years of NFL experience yeah. just yeah. walking out the door. Right, and for all the like talk of like Josh Boyers of the world or, you know, all those other like assistants, like those that I know everybody loses those guys, though. I just, this is, this is a different level with I, those I three. think that's a great point, Evan. I, I, I don't think we talk enough about the effect of Ernie leaving. And like, yeah, he wasn't a position coach. But he was a sounding board for Bill. He was a guy that Bill could bounce things off. He would bring things to Bill that Bill wasn't thinking about. I think that was a big loss to Bill. I really yeah. do. That's why I brought up the, the timeline. Yeah. Like I know that they've always lost guys along the way. I think it's different. This latest round of losses is different than the previous ones. Yeah, but the, and McDaniel's on the tail end of it, too, yeah. kind of cleaning out the, the leftovers. Yeah, and like Paul said, and they took people with them, you know? I don't know if anybody that Josh took with him would be the o, would be the OC now, you know. But they'd certainly be guys that you know know the system and you know. But let's just say that it was just Josh that left. Yep. Okay. So think what you will about whoever the other guys are, like the Bo Hart agrees and the Mick Lombardi. Lombardi's of the world, Mick Lombardi. But that knocks the other guys down a level, you know, yeah. like. So instead of maybe Troy Brown being the wide receivers coach, maybe he's not that yet. Or maybe Mick, he still has or Mick Lombardi back at quarterbacks. Yeah, you know, or Mick Lombardi's was, yeah. the quarterbacks. Co- you know, who knows? Yeah. Like uh, or Carmen Brasello, the mm. offensive line coach, which probably yeah. the biggest one I left out. The yes. ma- just a massive loss because it seemed like he had stabilized that position group when they were kind of searching for it after Dante retired. It seemed like he had it buttoned up pretty well. And if yeah. Josh took him, then he liked him. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Josh had intimate knowledge of their capabilities, and he chose to start his new career with Las Vegas with these guys. Yeah. So that tells you something about how Josh felt about him. I yeah. mean, probably worth highlighting too. After Dante left, you've had three different offensive line coaches combinations since then. I mean, you had the two guys in Brasillo and, and Popovich, and Popovich yeah. the first year. Then COVID, you had just Brasillo, and you know, it's uh, there hasn't been much stability. Doug there. Marone. Northeastern's finest. Come get, oh, really? He's a Husky. He spent a year at Northeastern. Wow. He didn't, spent a year? The co-op. He just did his co-op. Uh, 94. <laughs> offensive Syracuse line coach. Syracuse guy, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. I just want to say a hearty shout-out to uh, Mr. Kraft, because I think he really pushed for this change in this uh, coaching thing, because I was really nervous that they would say, hey, look at that last game, go, hey, we did good enough. Yeah, that's great. So that's... Uh, 
That now, feels pretty good to see that. Even Paul's and, uh, other station, they're really giving thanks to Robert Kraft for finally putting his foot down. Yeah. yeah. So, actually, uh, we're going to talk about somebody from another station, Mr. Hart, who used to be there with you guys. Who? Actually, Unacceptable. Brought up Todd Munkin. I think, I think Evan mentioned him, but he said basically that the QB that's in Georgia right now is kind of like a Mac guy. You know, he's got some stuff, but not a lot of stuff. Needs a little work and a little Stetson? TLC. Stetson Bennett? That Todd did a really good job he's with old, he, He's so like said, 40 years old. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm old. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I get Andy's point. Yeah. This is what yeah. you guys always do. What did he say? So he said physically limited guys that he's gotten a lot out of. Yeah, Todd Monken's yeah. a good coach, but Todd Monken's system is in the Arians tree. So that's an air it out, let's throw it, chuck it and duck it type of system. Now, obviously, if he came here, maybe it would be a little bit different, but you talk about friends of Belichick. He's coaching under Kirby Smart right now at Georgia, yep. friend of Bill. So maybe there is a connection there potentially, which is why I thought – Todd Monken's name could be in the running because it sounds like Monken would like to get back in the NFL because he's also being right. linked to the Tampa job. So there's, and he's there's been some to connections ta- He's there. been in Tampa before. He was before. with Tampa, right, Evan? Yes. Yeah, he, and he's also been in the NFL with Cleveland. As well. He's had some okay. NFL coaching experience and play calling experience. I think the difficult thing, and I know that you can say the same thing to a degree about Alabama, although their, their offense this year wasn't quite as talented as we're used to seeing at Alabama, is when you hire a guy like Monken uh, and a guy like Bill O'Brien for that, how much of it is that Georgia just has much better players than everybody else? Right, it's that whole thing. Right. Like that tight end was ridiculous. Because there's, his stint in the NFL wasn't quite as successful as he's been at Georgia. And I understand Stetson Bennett's not a super toolsy quarterback, but he's throwing to five stars all over the field and two tight ends that are going to get drafted in the first round. With and a Fred, massive O-line. And Fred likes the only one that's not going to get drafted. Yeah, I mean, it's just... They got they got talent all over the place. Uh, Bill O'Brien coaches Bryce Young, who wins a Heisman, then comes back and throws forty touchdowns the next year. So I, I don't know how much of that you really that is a factor in all of this. I would say that you got to take into consideration that Georgia was just the best team in college football by a by landslide. A Thanks, yeah. Todd. Uh, let's go to Joel in San Antonio. What's up, Joel? Hey, uh, Fred, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it and appreciate everything that everybody uh, does continuously. Um, just a quick comment and a question, if I may. Uh, Evan, uh, my brother, uh, when when you first started, uh, I, I thought that, I mean, who is this guy with the funny sounding voice? Not that I don't have one myself, but um, as I started, as I start to listen to you more and more, brother, man, you take me to school every single day with your knowledge. So oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I that. really appreciate it and appreciate uh, Mike for the hire. Uh, really knocked it out of the park with that. Uh, and now uh, I know this is uh, Patriots unfiltered and not Brady unfiltered, but just out of curiosity, uh, do you guys think that with Brady most likely playing somewhere else uh, this upcoming season, and maybe somewhere, somewhere else in the following years, because he wants to play till he's 58, probably. Uh, would his legacy be tarnished because of uh, that? You know, playing for a number of different teams, just chasing whatever he is. I, I, he is I think chasing. Th- it depends. Uh, it de- that's it. Just uh, I'll take it up the up the air. Thank all you. All right. Thanks, thanks Joe. I mean, it depends on how he does. Yeah, I, I, I totally. Agree. I mean, if he goes to. Vegas and wins the Super Bowl that helps his legacy. Yeah. If you he know? if he craps out here and you know 
this was the beginning of the end this season, and he yeah. has like another year, and it's bad. So then he looks says, like Willie Mays. Then he says, I can't go out like that, and it's another bad year. Then right. I think yeah. he, he spoils the legacy. Now, his legacy is intact I, yeah, I as mean, what he is, <laughs> right. but it does definitely tarnish it a little bit. If You know, like I, you know, Willie Mays is the, you know, the time-tested <laughs> example of that, and one of the greatest players who's ever played. Yeah. Went out with a whimper, right? And but you, you know, with Willie Mays, you still remember, Willie Mays, he's still right. Willie Mays, and no, he'll I, still be Tom Brady. But like he didn't live, he didn't do what he said he was going to do, which was I'm going to stop playing when I suck. Yeah, you know, it's just, I mean, it takes a lot of cojones to sign back up again and know that it could fall, the wheels could fall off the bus. And I've always felt like he's just so competitive and, and obsessed that he will go one season too far. Right. Um, you know, I just I don't think he'd be able to walk away when he can still play kind of good. I think he has to suck, and that's when he'll know in his time. And, yeah, and that means close. he's going to have to. I gotta yeah. be honest. Where I do think, you guys think he goes next year? Vegas. I, I mean, it, it makes so much. Sense. I just how are they going to? pay him I, that's because i mean all i heard all year was how vegas has no money and that they're you know but is underwater he is he gonna ask for i, 50 I, I million? don't have to explain this for no. you again do i <laughs> no well but cash i mean isn't he gonna want cash you're not gonna be able to do a long deal with all kinds of voids and no all but that you could do stuff. a one like, year you could i mean could you give i mean you i don't think it's gonna he's not gonna like 30 million cash i don't think like, he's gonna demand f- like you know top of the market money i think he'll right. do what he always does yeah. yeah and you know even though you don't want him for more than a year or two you could do the deal anyway and you know, those last years are just phony years. Yeah, but he's Mike's talking about the cash. I just think no, the biggest like say, if it's thirty you, million, you gotta give him thirty million. That's right. true. But I think I mean if they can't do that, then they really need to sell. I do. But like, I, thirty million is not extreme. No, and I, and I just I also just wonder for Josh, like you know, I like that just it's kind of resignation of just like eh, no one's going to say I can do it without Tom Brady. You know, like there's got to be something well, in him that wants to what prove if, that what he if, can. What if simultaneously he brings in a young guy? You know. Sets the sets the stage. Yeah, you know, perhaps, and, perhaps. You know, that's it's, all we hear about here. Is it, it can't hurt a young guy to like but watch Tom say, Brady for a year. Are you saying like draft a guy in the yeah. first round? Yeah, I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. If you're going to bring in Tom Brady, you got to maximize Tom Brady. No, you, you got to give him something that can you help him. protect him. I mean that team. What do you mean? Right. Like an I think you, in the first yeah. round, you got to take a guy who's going to help the team, not a backup quarterback. Like, if you're bringing yeah. in Brady, you're bringing him in to win right now. Right. So you don't think that yeah. they're ready to win right now? I don't know. I mean, based on last year, no. Like the defense is a mess. Evan's point about the offensive line is valid. I heard your your you know your your mentor, Greg Bedard, talking <laughs> <laughs> how well the offensive line is. Like you know they got a rookie at this guard. No, I think they did have an injury at center, right? Yeah, they had some injuries at right tackle so, too. But Dylan they, Parham, they, the rookie he was talking yeah. about, is a good player. No, yeah. I know that, but maybe they're a little bit better. On the offensive line, when healthy, than they look this year. But that was a train wreck. I just look at for their the season. I just look at their running game with Jacobs and Jakob and the the way that McDaniel schemes it up in the Good run weapons. game. I, I just look at that and say, okay, well, he won't have to throw it eight hundred times like he had to this year. People are talking about how he looks skittish in the pocket and you know how he wore down a little bit. He threw it seven hundred and ninety nine times at forty five years old. Sixty six passes. You're going to be under pressure on right 15 with or Micah 20 Parsons coming off <laughs> the, the the edge. Like he just uh, that was, I think, the biggest thing that they missed in in Tampa this year was their running game was terrible. They they couldn't run the ball at all. And if you have a forty five year old quarterback, yeah, maybe he's got thirty good dropbacks in him a game, but he doesn't have sixty at this point of his career. Right. And with Jacobs and their under center run game, and then play action off of it, and Adams on the outside, and Renfro in the slot, like that's just that offense just fits so in the Raiders. Like a glove. Any chance for like Sean Payton and him, say with Carolina? Oh. Sure. 
you know, you pay both those guys. I think yeah, I'm with you guys. I think if he's going somewhere, it'll be the Raiders. But well, knows? I mean, it seems so obvious. Like what if it like does, it, and then that's when he's going to stay. What, you know? what if yeah. what if in the next round this weekend, San Francisco's offense just gets exposed with Purdy? I mean, like they've got all those weapons, but Purdy just. He, 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 I just he, don't think you could ever rule out San Francisco right, with him that's what I'm saying. and like, the system if, and no, the people that they have around him, yeah. and it seemed like it would be but it would easy life for him. Yeah, it would have to be um, a crap. Like, if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody will be impressed with that except Evan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well said. Uh, it, but, you know, you have to look at it in college. You have to see what was his part of winning that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, no. We no, but what I'm saying is it would make no sense to me to bring in Tom Brady if you win a Super Bowl. Right. What right. if he does nothing until the last drive in the Super Bowl and he puts the game-winning drive together? Uh, nope. Listen, very smart Greatest football thing. people. I mean, He beat the Seahawks at home as a two-seed. Best so quarterback <laughs> ever. I mean, Tampa Bay just – Very smart football people <laughs> talked like that about Tom Brady. Tamp- Tampa Bay just – Hand-raised. Tampa Bay just fired their OC. Like, does that make Brady happier or did he care? Well, like, like Bill O'Brien, t- does Bill O'Brien go to Tampa, which he was rumored to do last year because they wanted to replace Leftwich, and does that make Brady stay? Now, I saw Edelman had a statement that said, uh, "Hell no, it, yeah, <laughs> he, he, he's playing one, but definitely not in Tampa Bay." So oh. I don't know okay. what 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 happened. Like to Edelman? No, to, to to that team. I mean, I know Edelman said they can't run, but I mean, I, like I look at like, he's still got Godwin and Evans. So the only and, reason why you know, I won't like, say it's over for Brady, I mean. So two reasons. One is I'm afraid. I, I'll fully admit I'm afraid. I'm afraid. To, I'm afraid to say, all right, you broke me down. Say what you want. All right. I'm afraid to say that he's done. But in the back of my mind, I've said this a million times in this show, I just think there's a chance that it was all because he wasn't prepared for the season. Like you normally, he retires, he comes back. He's obviously going through incredible turmoil at home. And then he leaves training camp for 11 days. He had no offseason like he normally does, and then he didn't even have training camp like he normally does. So in the back of my mind, I'm wondering, was it just because he wasn't ready and that really hurt the team? And plus, what was his mindset, you know, with the divorce and everything? I also like, how did that affect the, him? The way that he played and down the stretch reminded me so much of the way he played in 19. And that's why I can't say that he's done because if he goes to an offense that's buttoned up better and has a better situation, then yeah. wh- what's to say he's not going to look like he did I'll in 2020? I'll be honest with you. I thought he looked like the 19 version of himself last year. If you go back and watch that Rams playoff game, yeah, he spent half the game pouting. Yeah. You know, and they ended up making the comeback, but it, if you recall, it was kind of a br- – like People that watch that team a lot. It was one of those lot. comebacks that was like – how many times are the Rams going to fumble in this game? Yeah. Right. You know? But what happened to Evans and Godwin? Like, are they what like happened to that? People that watch that team a lot yeah. say that Godwin, even though he put up stats, was not the same receiver he was before the yeah. ACL. So many drops. And with Evans, I... I didn't, I didn't see that. With Evans, I think that they, for some reason, they were never fully on the same page. Oh, that was amazing. Was weird. And and yeah. even though he put up numbers too, another he has like ten straight thousand yard seasons or something like that. It just wasn't as buttoned up. Yeah. But with Godwin in particular, I, there no explosiveness. Yeah, a lot. That's of what people, he was. That's what made him yeah. different. He was an explosive slot and, guy. And right. I don't think he. Had and they had yeah. no run game really. It wasn't yeah. consistent. No, and that's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they lost a lot of linemen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like think about how desperate they were. They had a guy that went on IR like the second day of training camp. Came, well, I mean, obviously they didn't place him on IR in training camp because he wouldn't have been able to come back, but he missed the entire season from the second day of training camp until the Monday night game. 
and then he started. It's crazy, so, right? That's just why I, what I can't quite resign is just that he's going to Tampa. They're stacked, and it's. I mean, I know there's some different pieces, but Gronk yeah. wasn't even with the team at that time, and I'm like, it's still kind of the same team. Like, what? I don't. They were a good team. Yeah. Tampa had good talent. He made them stacked. Mm. Uh, Brandon's in Oregon. What's up, Brandon? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How you guys doing? Good. Good. So I got got a couple things here. Looking at the O line, how many guys do we have coming back? Even if they're free agents right now, out of the five starters on the O line, who y'all got coming back next year and starting? Well, you can't you can't count McDermott as a starter. He was a oh, fill-in, yeah. right? No, I would, I would, be, I would, I would be counting Win as the starter. Yeah, and I don't think he's coming. He's back. not coming back. I would yeah. say you need at least a right tackle, and you yeah. very, very well need a left tackle too. Guaranteed, I think the interior, the, three, the interior the three, I think, stay the same. I think yeah. We yes. all agree yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, so, so Trent Brown's out. He's the. Question. Oh, I didn't say well, he's he, out. He's I think he's the question. He'd be out if I was in charge. But you know, so the interesting thing about Trent Brown that I. Just learned this week is that he hit all of his playing time incentives this year, so his cap hit went from like eight million to like eleven and a half million because of the bonuses in his contract for it's the too playing much. time. Too much. So now he's due next year. Yeah, right. in so twenty twenty three. Now they're likely. So to be his twenty twenty three cap number is now I think eleven and a half or twelve and a half million dollars for next year with very little dead cap. So they could cut him and save about ten million bucks yeah. on the cap. And that also, I didn't even think of that during the year. I don't know how th- those are the kinds Weight of things. Weight clauses too, maybe. You, you know, I, I always it. say I he's he's always down to miss four or five games, and I didn't even think of it. I, that's very unlike me. You remember him like dragging himself right. out of the locker room because he's sick. Yeah. You know, before and he played all those yeah. games. They rolled the right. dice. He didn't play well in any of them, but he played them all. Yeah. So this gets into likely to be earned incentives and not likely to be earned. So going into the year, all of his playing time incentives were not likely to be earned because he was hurt yeah. in 2021. Correct. And uh. he hit all of them. So now they hit the 2023 cap instead of the 2022 cap. So that contract is no longer a, a team so friendly So he's a deal. flight risk. He's a definite candidate to not be back. I, I, I'm so torn on this one because I feel like they see him as a, a planet player that just has unique size, and certainly every issue that, that Paul has brought up is absolutely true. I just I, when I don't know how you go to no tackles, and I, I can certainly make an argument for it based on how he played this year and how I felt at times about how invested he was in the team. And I just don't think he's that good. I mean, yeah. I think he can be good at times. I'm not telling you I've he's never got, seen him I play know, well. Those occasional I've never really seen him play yeah. all that well for a consistent period of time. He got really good yeah. down the stretch in 18 when Dante finally got through to him. But that wasn't the I whole season. Yeah. I got one more thing, too, for you guys, Paul, before I, before I get off the line here. But yeah, I agree. I mean, I hope Crown's I hope Brown's back, but, man, it's going to save him 10 mil. Maybe you let him walk. But, uh, anyways, yeah, hey, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback from Oregon, Patriots first-round pick. Look him up, Paul. Look him up, Evan. Let me know what you think. I'll call you back next All week. right. Go Thanks. Ducks. I, I've been starting to get a little bit into first-round draft guys, and we'll have the Shrine Bowl and Senior Bowl coming up as well. But Gonzalez from Oregon, I, I watched him a little bit against Jordan Addison. I've been trying to do that more this year. Like, let's watch NFL players against NFL That's players. That's my trick. Yeah. Right? Let's not watch them against guys that are going to be accountants, you know, in, in the fall. And, uh, <laughs> accountants. Sonny's car wash Ooh. attendance. Right. And uh, he's lo- they have a lot of this draft class, and he's one of them, the guy from Oregon, a lot of really long, bigger outside corners in this class. Like they, this is not a, this is not a Marcus Jones 
cornerback class. There's going to be guys that are going to measure in at 6'1", 6'2", with length and size that can play on the outside. So this is a, a deeper cornerback class. There's no Sauce Gardner in this class, but the, it's, it's similar to the wide receivers where from 10 to 100, there's probably going to be 15 of these guys that go off the board. So it's, it's a good class. All right. We're going to take a break, uh, eat some food. When we come back, more calls and emails and picks. Can't forget that here on Patriots Unfiltered. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. 
Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing.
There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon, the network America relies on, and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grillin' Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next for residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. 
Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments. A world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, great moments in history. He says, uh, are any of you playing Wordle? Yeah. I play. Do you play, yeah. Eric? No. Yeah. You why not? <laughs> oh, God, he gets so upset. <laughs> but, well, the way you answered it. No. That's not. How did isn't I, that how he just said it? It is uh, how he said it. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely not. You were very it's dismissive. Not, not how I said it in my head. I'm I know, going to tell you how I read it. Yeah. I read it that. I have no time for that. Every, it, no, no, no. He has plenty of time for it. He plays a bunch of other games like that. <laughs> okay. But everybody else is like doing that. that one. Right. All right. Yeah. So, so, so that's like, it. You don't like Wordle, Eric? I don't know. I've never done it. So then why are you so dismissive? I'm not so dismissive. You, no. <laughs> why do you think they chose five-letter word? Stuck. Is that the most common number of in know. the English language? I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but it's uh that would be It's always maddening when they use a letter twice, which I yeah, think Yeah, I don't did like today. that. I don't like that. Which I think they did they today. They did that today. Yeah. They did. And well, like if you pick you, a letter you, you, also, you can't We're not going to explain all the rules. Yeah. If you're interested, go find yeah. out. Like oh for God, example, why are you so upset? Like if it was Cuz you were so dismissive. Yeah. I wasn't. You, you were now like, you want to know about it. You were a little bit dismissive. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. That's another great moment from all right, back here on Patriots Unfiltered, well, you 855. Said, you got all mad and said, well, why don't you go find out? I thought you were going to say, why don't you go yourself? Take your, sh- <laughs> take your shine box. Uh, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline web radio. Freddie, are you still playing Wordle? I do. Uh, did Every you day. pass up that, that, that phase? I know. I, st- yeah, I, play, I, I, yeah, I also play Quartle. Deuce uh, got me uh, on on Wordle yeah. uh, a while back, and I've been pretty. I would say not every single day, but most days. Same. Uh, I I read a little something about it. Um, controversy? No, no, no controversy yeah. at all. But just um, those that use the same first word every day. Yeah. And then what no. is the word if you use yeah. it? Yeah. Um, do you use the same word? Every I day? do not. Uh, I do not use the same word every day. I'm usually swear then mount, depending on. 
how it goes. You like to get the E, A, and R out of the like way? Get those vowels. Yeah, so the, I, I, I go with the deuce theory because he taught me how to play the game, <laughs> and much like everything else, Sorry. I just follow his lead. <laughs> um, so I do use swear, but I, I heard um, some of the people uh, use crane. Crane. C-R-A-N-E? Yes. Okay. So I used that, and I found myself, like, all thrown off. Yeah, I know, right? Because you just your brain kind of gets into a rhythm of you how know you the, look. You know, you know the, the letters words. when they don't come yeah. up. So yep. I, I'm back to swear. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I I, 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 I shake it up. It's a, yeah. it's a perfect little thing to you know start the day. Evan can't watch the all twenty two, so he has no idea what we're <laughs> yeah. talking. about. I like to try to have at least two vowels <laughs> in my first word just to kind of get yeah. the vowels out of the way. Yeah, you got to get those vowels. Yeah, but the uh, the repeating no letter is just tough. About. You never you never played Wordle? Wordle? Just a no. little, just a little. I know what it is. Well, so you gotta have some. But I'm going to give Evan a lot of credit because he didn't do what Eric did. Yeah. And sort of looked down his nose. I don't you know. know. And a mighty nose it was. A little bit of a uh, <laughs> at, at Fred, Fred, Mike, and I, because we, you know, we're like the rest of yeah, the I did know, the, the math sheep. once. I put it on Twitter, like how many words uh, Wordle can do Five, with, yeah. without right, repeating and mm-hmm. how long it'll be before the game runs out. Yeah. Yeah. What was today's? Oh, well, don't say uh, it. I didn't do it today. Yeah. So don't say I it. I think it was a. Uh, I haven't done it. It was yet. definitely a double letter word. Today. Oh, come on, guy. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't care. I don't really keep track of my stats. You should try Quartal. Do you uh, do you send out your your results? Uh, I do. I have a daily thing with my mother in law. Okay. Oh, so that, I sh- but I, that's, I, that's, right. that's good. That, that's Nobody really does it to the world good. anymore. No, no uh, that I see it once in a while. It always Megan O'Brien still does. It makes. <laughs> it always makes me wonder, like, what do you do? Unless you got cares? one or two, right. I don't care. Yeah, you I never. Like these, you, well, we never got these one. games no. are are addicting. Yes, I, I just I don't know. I I guess I'm just addicted to, have, have to you ever, other things. Have you ever got it in one twenty two? Have you ever got lucky? No, it's uh, never been uh, swear. It's going to be swear one of these times. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. So it's, this is the God's honest truth. The day that I got it in one, obviously it's just luck. Andy Hart and Megan were going back and forth in Wordle, and I go, "What game are we talking about?" Because I had I, like I had that in my back pocket, and Megan says, "Wordle." I go, "Oh, you mean today's?" And I, you know, I, I shared it, and Andy's like, yeah, 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 "You didn't do that. You, cheated. you went to a different <laughs> right, device. Right. You did it on your laptop, and then you did it on right. your phone, or something like that." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Megan. Yeah. Anyway, so Tony Flanagan, mm-hmm. our uh, tone, our trusty uh, camera guy, put me on Hurdle. It's music clips. Oh, or like music videos. Yeah. Well, so you listen. Just, oh, just listen. They're like it's like name that tune. Yeah. yeah. So you get like uh, I think five little clips, like two seconds. It goes up to like seventeen seconds, and you have to type in the name of the song. What's the football one? Evan probably good at that one. That might be in your jam. There's all, a football 22. One. <laughs> oh. all twenty-two. Oh, twenty-two. Oh. oh. <laughs> What's this past concept? <laughs> uh. That was, you know, it's like Pictionary. That but, was, but they have a 70s version of Hurdle, an oh, 80s so version of like, Hurdle. So you're 70s, please. I do the 70s out. and the 80s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, it's amazing how many more of those I get than the actual one that's current. Oh, yeah. So yeah. is it multiple choice or do no. you have to type no, it in? No, it, it plays like you have to type it in, but it has a search engine. Or, or, sorry, a search engine yeah. um, that you – so you, when you start typing in some letters, it, it, it'll come up and you click on it. Smart type. Right. Whatever they okay. call that. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So how long are we going here? <laughs> All right. We'll go as long as I want. <laughs> it's the off season. Eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline Web Radio at Patriots.com. We gotta leave room for picks. Don't forget. Yeah, we got four games. 
So uh, big weekend. Uh, when we did uh, off air, mention a um, significant development nope. league wide. Greg Roman. Oh yeah. yeah, out as Ravens offensive coordinator. I'm worried, guys. You worried I, that we're not going to get Lamar now? That's ten offensive coordinator vacancies. And if you really look at the list of offensive coordinator vacancies, where are the Patriots in terms of desirability on this list? I mean, middle. Careful. I, I don't know if Baltimore is going to have Lamar Jackson. So I guess that that still remains to be seen. But the Chargers with Herbert is easily number one, right? Lamar, if he's in Baltimore, is going to be number two. It just you're looking at being at the fourth or fifth best option on the table right now. So was there was there confirmed? Uh, friction between Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson, or is this not just kind of like like because know. is a it not bit. crazy to think that it, another team this is impossible that another team would say let's grab Greg Roman and then try to make a play for Lamar and put that back together? That no, that seems I, like a long so shot. So I think the biggest issue that they've had with Greg Roman is is his passing concepts are very rudimentary and, and just never really opened up any sort of dynamic passing game outside of Lamar's MVP season. So they, there's been a lot of angst in Baltimore about Greg Roman and yeah, the, the run concepts are great, but how much have we really developed as a passing offense in his tenure? And I don't know. I don't think that that's a great relationship between him and Lamar. If it it was a great relationship to your point, Mike, you know, like the jets hire him. Right. That's what I mean. And then you you bring in like, right, right. Right, you have know. the Ravens, Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Titans, Rams, which obviously is McVay's show, uh, Jets, Patriots, Colts, and Cardinals. Now all looking for offensive coordinators. Yeah, I would have the so. Patriots yeah, like firmly in the middle of that yeah. pack. I, I, yeah, I would say, I would say, but sure. but I mean, I would like Mac Jones or Kyler Murray, Mac Jones or Justin Herbert. You know, like like I, no. <laughs> Mac Jones or Lamar Jackson. Like I, I think you're. Yeah. Middle of the pack. I'll take now, Mac I would rather Kyle be yeah, the Commanders, you know, like, Tannehill. Like the Commanders don't have an answer. Um, Tennessee, I would say, is on par. Not because of Tannehill being any great shakes, but it's still the Titans, and I think they have a good program. Program, program. <laughs> and uh, you know, Derrick Henry's still there. I don't know if he's still King plus Henry. I, but plus, I wonder, like you know, Evan, you mentioned you know the Rams. It's McVay's show. Titans. Uh, I would put the Rams ahead. Titans, you know, it's Mike Vrabel, but he's a defensive guy. So do you have confidence if you're going to be the new OC there? I'm pretty much going to have the my way because yeah. Vrabel's going to, like, you know, hand it to me, yeah. you know, hand yeah. the offense over to me. I just I look at it as a, if you're an offensive coach, I know you said you take Mac over Kyler, but Kyler's ceiling is so much higher than Mac Jones is that if you can be the coach that gets Kyler – Evan playing well. If Kyler Murray was the Patriots quarterback and Mac Jones was the Cardinals quarterback. He wouldn't take <laughs> Mac Jones over <laughs> Kyler Murray. It, it that's what it comes down to, though, right? Is that you want to be in a position that's going to make you look good, and if you're the guy that comes in and Kyler plays like he did a couple years ago, when they were what like eight or nine and zero, uh, it's you're going to look great, and he's going to make you look great because he's super talented. I mean, right. he's got some flaws, but he's super talented. It's just hard with like Tennessee, though. you got to go, and you're getting Derrick Henry. For all the good and all the bad that comes with that, it's kind of, you know, I, I would just worry that that's an offense that's kind of on its last sniff before it's got to be Oh, that's why I would remade. put it in the middle. I wouldn't yeah. put that uh, – uh, like, I definitely think the ones that Evan mentioned with, you know, the Chargers and the Rams and the Cardinals, yeah. they, you know, the Ravens assuming Lamar – those would be at the top. You know, I yeah. wouldn't put Tennessee up there with them. I would put them clearly 
a now notch just, below that. Yep. Just different issues for every team. You know, wherever you go, there's something yeah. you're going to oh, have yeah. to now do. Now, the with. Jets. They're all looking for one because yeah. things are The Jets have no know. quarterback. Yeah. Like, so I would put that below the – like, I would rather have Mac Jones than nobody. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the Jets pretty, have pretty right nice now. Nice of you, Paul. No, but I'm saying if you're, if there's you're, no flaws in the Chargers' <laughs> job. Because if you're, no. if you're like stacking right. up talent, overall offensive talent, I think yeah. the Jets have more. But you can't just say, well, yeah, they have everything except the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, what are you winning without a quarterback? Uh, Ben's in Maryland. What's up, Ben? Hi guys, how are you doing? Good. Hey, Ben. Um, you guys just touched on it, but with like ten teams now wanting uh, offensive coordinator, when do you expect the Patriots to name name one next week, this week? Also, would that bring another uh, scheme change to the Patriots? West Coast heavy zone, like, mm-hmm. or would you uh, go to the um, like another scheme change? That's all I was asking. Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, I would think that all. The, oh, okay, he doesn't want to wait for the. He's gonna take it off. Take it off air. I would think all the teams that are going to fire OCs have done it, right? Like the four, the eight teams that are uh, left. We just yeah. had one do it just today, <laughs> like 20 <laughs> minutes ago. I know, but they just lost. The eight teams that are left, do you think yeah. any of those are candidates to fire their OC? I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, like teams might be waiting to see who, you know, shakes loose, and I think all the shaking loose is done. So now, now you know the field. There's nothing to wait for. Make your pick. Yeah. So I would think in a week or two. Y- you that's know, crazy. I think you got to move faster. Arizona last on that list according oh, yeah. to NBC that's Sports not, Boston. Oh, that's that's attractive. attractive. That's crazy. Barth, Barth mm. probably did that himself right there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, apologize for me. It's NBC. <laughs> oh no, it's Boston. NBC Sports Boston. Not, 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 uh, not. I was confused because he was on there a second. I think you got to move quicker. Yeah, well, in a week. Faster than a week or two? Yeah, because yeah. it's going to start. They're going to start falling fast. And right? now all of a sudden, guys that are really desirable that maybe you have uh, already have as an interview set up with or something like that. Now they got five interviews that they're going on, and now it's a it's a bidding war for their services. And I, I just. I really think that you got to move quickly. I said the combine was like my original deadline, but now that we see some of these jobs that are coming available, this is a this is going to be a big turnover on offensive coordinators. I mean, it's almost half a third of the league is is needs a coordinator. Yeah, so, I mean, you always run the risk of you know that one team that gets the guy they want in the house and say you're not leaving here without signing this, and if you do leave here, the deal's off the table, and that takes him off your table. But I don't know. I I, I think. You know, there's a lot for all teams to consider. I think it's going to take at least a week to, you know, for hirings to start. And and how much does the Shrine Bowl thing complicated a little bit? I mean, you've got the whole organization heading out to Vegas well, for a us. week from tomorrow. I, that is a fact. I mean, I'm sure Bill can do interviews remotely, but I mean, I, I mean, it could be a good thing. I mean, it could well, be there are a lot of teams there, there for it's the a, Pro Bowl, it's and a you know, dumb maybe it's, question. It's, you have the interviews you know? come to yeah. him. Yeah, I is mean, it, all the teams it, are going to be there. Is it required? I mean. I'm, this is a dead serious question. Is it required that Bill is at the Shrine Bowl? No. No. It's not. Usually the head coach of the team actually hands over the the team to a top-level assistant. So maybe Gerard Mayo will will run <laughs> This team. is your f- first order of business as assistant head coach. Yeah. Right. Go and do the stuff I don't want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Usually the head coaches are there, but they're there more for fun and, and, and for – Would you be surprised to see Bill at the Senior Bowl? No. No, I mean, I, I mean, because especially where the Shrine Bowl it will right. end, so he'll he'll probably end up there. But I mean, I think both yeah. those spots are such you know big NFL meeting points at this time that there probably will be a lot of business getting done on the side while everybody's in Vegas and Mobile. Yeah. Um, 
Jerry's in North Carolina. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hello? Yes. Hey. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> What's going on, fellas? Uh, Evan there. Yeah, I am. Evan, I owe you an apology, buddy. I've been trying to apologize to you for about a year now. Oh. Um, be good. We got into it a little bit. Bad breakup. Uh, <laughs> over the Cam Newton situation, and I was in my feelings, and as a man, I want to apologize. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it. Thanks oh. for the apology. Was this a Twitter thing? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You're going to stay blocked, though, Jerry. Wow. So. Oh, no. This was um, during the live podcast. Huh. I told Evan that he was um, not being fair when it came to uh, Cam Newton, but he was right and I was wrong. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I have someone on my Twitter my timeline writes is, that to me pretty much every day. <laughs> my question is, what do y'all think about the Patriots targeting Rashid... Uh, What's his name? Wow. Rashid, Rashid, Rashid Jones from SMU, the wide receiver. Yeah, I actually or watched Charlie today. Jones from uh, Colorado. And what about the Patriots want to get Jordan Poyer or Marcus Peters in free agency? Who? That's a lot. Um, yeah. I watched a little of the SMU kid today. I started to dip my toes in that. Um, I don't know. I watch these guys. I'm like, I, I would take them. I would take them. I would take them. Any uh, <laughs> of these top five guys. Um, I don't know. Marcus Peters, how old is he now? I mean, he's. Well, they're, they're both kind of long in the tooth. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm like. Poyer's a real good player. I love Poyer. Yeah. You know that. But I just. Is that the direction that they, they're in? Like, you know, we're, we're looking for a 30 something year old veteran to do this because we have so few holes that that's how yeah. we're going to fill them? Yeah. Like yeah. you could you could sell me on but free you, agency. That doesn't mean you still can't draft one. No, you no, know? I know, but yeah. you're not going to just like you're going to use a chunk of your resources on a Jordan Poyer, you know, at, at this stage. Even you know, I don't know. Good, Alex is here. I can apologize in person just in case that was his list. No, it wasn't. Um, and so the, uh, receivers I, that I mentioned was uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, from SMU and then Charlie Jones from okay. I'll let, from Purdue. I'll let these know, boys talk Bar- about the receivers. I know Barth is a Charlie Jones guy, so, so maybe we can talk about him. He, he doesn't want to commit. He doesn't um, want to commit. What I liked about Barth was the, the list of Shrine people came out, and I'm like, oh, Zay Jones. And then he's like, a great list. I love yeah, all four I, of these guys. I love all knew everybody of these people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I watched a little bit of the – the first round receivers. Yeah, I've ar- I'm I'm already all in on Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Just oh, just give give my favorite. Yeah. Give me that yeah. guy. Yeah. Like that guy is a problem. Like yep. that that's exactly. Go back and watch his first year. Yeah, like, ridiculous. Th- that that's exactly the type of guy too that I, the chain mover right. Like the slot receiver that's just going to get open quickly. Yep. And, and, and I understand that we all kind of get enamored by the outside receivers and the deep threats and things like that. But with this quarterback and, and with what this offense is always been successful doing a guy like that that just can get open quickly uh, reliable always in the right places like that type of receiver just always thrives here and he's like that but with first round talent right it's not like Jacoby Myers or or a guy like Edelman or Welker coming in like this is a first round receiver that has those types of traits that that has that type of play and the only thing about him that I would wonder about is the same stuff that I always said about all the, the Alabama guys like you know when he was in his heyday it was Alave, it was yeah. Wilson, and him. Like, yeah. how are you stopping that? Right. But then you they know? got so in the Rose Bowl, they played Utah in the 2021 or 2022 
year, but 2021 season. And Olave and Wilson sat out because yeah. they were draft eligible. And he had like eight hundred yards. Three <laughs> fifty. I know that three fifty. It was one of the best college games I've watched in the last couple of years. His that, that stat line game. was fifteen catches for three hundred and forty-seven yards and three touchdowns. What were the big plays? Like I mean, with like three sixty-yard plays or something. No, it, like, he had fifteen catches. Uh-huh. All right, I want to get <laughs> to some of these pop. emails before stupid. we get to picks. Um, you know, we I always appreciate the people who take the time to email. Uh, Christian, the Cuban writes in, um, what would have to happen draft free agency trade to be able to compete with the AFC East again next year? I know there are a lot of holes. Paul can't happen over one year. In my opinion, get Lamar and O'Brien, and I think we can compete with the Bills <laughs> next year. <laughs> you might be right. If the Bills stay intact, I don't think that'll do it. But no. no. Um, the, the, it, to me, a lot of it depends on, and I don't know – every team's free agent status off the top of my head. Um, I don't know how much the Bills will look different next year. I look at the Bills and I see a team that if they can retain enough of their core, I think we talked about um, Edmonds a little yep. bit on Tuesday. Yep. You know, if Poyer is another one. Yeah. Um, if, if they can retain enough of that core on defense, I think they had a couple of young quarterbacks that that weren't great this year, but they were okay. Mm-hmm. They showed Higher promise. Elam Bedford play better. And, yeah. and Elam, uh, you know, they, they both showed promise. Um, their defense would be okay. And then you're looking at, like, for a team like that, I think James Cook looked like he was coming oh, yeah. on his second half of the year. Yep. You just give me one, like, complimentary wide receiver who's better than Isaiah McKenzie, mm-hmm. better than the corpse of Cole Beasley, yeah. you know, and that, that – that's the thing You're that not catching me. them in a blink. That's the thing that worries me about Buffalo is that they, they are a really good organization in terms of identifying holes. And I think if you look at their receiving core, it's not actually that good no. outside of Stephon Diggs. And so I just am terrified like, oh, no. Like, they, what thought, if they, they thought Davis was going to make a – from off the playoffs last year. And he's the same guy. He's right. good, but he's not great. They thought he was going to be at that level. Yeah, I mean, their, their supporting cast is – is good because of Diggs and because Josh Allen. Because of Josh Allen, but it's really not s- special. And if they look at that and they in this off season and they're like, "Well, we need to get another," and then it's like, "Well, your yeah. defense has trouble with them, even with what they have now." Which, and I bet they're kicking themselves now. Late in the year, they had to make a kind of a procedural move, and they tried to slide Isaiah Hodgins from the roster to the practice squad, and there was only one team that claimed him on waivers, and it happened to be team coached by his former offensive coordinator the Giants Brian Dable knew him in uh mm-hmm. what's his face what's the GM's name Shone yeah jo- yeah Joe Shane Joe Shane Shane um they they picked him up and all of a sudden he's catching six or seven passes for 110 yards in the playoff game like that's he was a six-round pick they developed him mm. they liked him a lot I saw I know Peter King wrote about this a little bit this week that's the kind of guy they're looking for is one of those guys, and they got to be kicking themselves as they lost him. <coughs> ben in Liverpool, <coughs> excuse me, hearing the news that the Patriots are interviewing Nick Cayley this year is absolutely infuriating. Why was he deemed not good enough last year but good enough this year, or is it a case of filling out the interview process? That's a great question. I don't. I <laughs> My question would be if the Jets didn't request permission to interview him, would the Patriots have interviewed him? Yeah. And yeah. I don't have the answer to that, so don't. How <laughs> much is – it that 
he went into Bill's office and said, at least let me interview, right? Right. Like you're not, maybe you don't hire me. Maybe you go in a different direction, but at least give me the opportunity to present what I would do in in my, in my, or or Bill doing him a solid and the appearance of an interview helps him with someplace else. Yeah. Uh, Neil in New Brunswick. Here's another off season. Uh, Would you rather you have to pick one, one, would you rather hire Bill O'Brien as OC or another outside offensive coach? So Billy or the field, basically. Billy. Sure. Well, I, I would need to know the field, but probably Billy. Uh, two, would you rather take a highly touted tackle with pick 14 or trade the pick to Chicago for Justin Fields? And then Chicago would then take either of the top <laughs> quarterbacks in the draft. What? Uh, I don't know. I, I no. Just keep Mac. Yeah. No. Keep the 14. You wouldn't take Fields? No? I, I just. I'd take Fields. I would take Fields, but I, I don't really th- – I don't know if that I'm, – I'm not ready to start over. So, okay. no. Like the 14th pick of the draft for Justin Fields? Yeah. I'd, I'd do that. Well, yeah, I don't know why Chicago would do that. I, they wouldn't. <laughs> right. But, but I would do I it. I don't know. That's um, confusing. And finally, if you can only keep one, would you rather keep Nick Folk or Jake Bailey? <laughs> Folk. Uh, Folk, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a kicker's more valuable than a punter. Even Nick <laughs> Folk, Even a 38-year-old or whatever. I wonder if How he's going to he? keep going. He's 38. Yeah. 38. And, and is uh, is Nordine still technically like on the roster? I, be- uh, I, I saw Viscaino uh, got, got picked up by he Dallas. Did. He yes, did. he's on their practice squad now. What a random life that is to be like a practice squad kicker. And you're here, then he was gone for a couple of weeks, he was back. I still have yeah. never seen anything like that Monday night. Four straight extra points. Yeah. Uh, Tyler in Providence, I have a game for you. Uh, that's a bit silly and might be bad if none of you are into world history. If you could get into a time machine Eric. and pick any military leader throughout history to be our new offensive coordinator, <laughs> who would you choose? Some examples would be Sun Tzu because <laughs> he literally wrote the Book of Art of War. George Washington uh, because he was able to take an army with inferior weapons and talent and win the war. Or Vlad the Impaler, <laughs> because he would use fear as a weapon against his enemies. Uh, George Patton, speed and aggressiveness. Yeah. That's my answer. What about Genghis Khan? <laughs> okay. No okay, Mr. Mr. Holy Genghis Cross. No. <laughs> MacArthur. I saw Patton. No, no. Uh, no I... Uh, that's, that, that, that is a funny... That's a fun little exercise. Vlad the Impaler made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that one. It's a funny. It's a funny exercise. Sure. I like uh, Deuce though coming at it with uh, patent speed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was the he was the ground game. Yeah. Ground oh, the game. ground game. Right. He ground, right. the ground, ground game. and pound. Grinding yeah. it all between tanks. the tackles. That's Get right. Tanks he was going. definitely the ground. Anybody game. but Sun Tzu. Yeah. How's that? All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, again, this might be bad if none of you are history buffs, but I did also want to say Deuce did a great job with hiring Evan this year. I appreciate Evan's fake ignorance. Who? Responses when Paul or Fred mentions a celebrity from their youth, because I just imagine Fred and Paul being shocked that Evan doesn't know who the Bee Gees are or who Tom. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> First of all, I know who both of those people are. <laughs> okay. Nobody was a bigger Bee Gees fan than my father, so I, I know. Oh, wow. the whole disco Mr. CD Lazar. catalog. Oh yeah. I'm going to actually defend Evan here. <laughs> Uh, you're missing the, the humor that he's providing. Yeah. Those are old shots at us. He knows who we're talking about. Yes. He likes to call us it's old. I can't, I can't stand the. I can't stand for the Bee Gees thing because my dad will listen to this and be like, "Evan, come on, <laughs> you got to stand up." I'm a little unsettled yeah. that his father was a Bee Gees fan. Uh, we I'm not old enough to be your father. Uh, my name is Wei, and I'm a PU listener from China. 
Bills, he can play quarterback in the NFL comment on mm. Mac sounded lukewarm. Is it possible that they draft another quarterback with the 14th overall? No. I don't think so. There's just, there, are, there aren't even any options, like unless somebody like Will Levis I was going to say just to see if teams, I could make your head explode. Or Anthony Richardson maybe, but – I, I just I don't even think that there's Anthony really a great I'd be intrigued yeah. by Anthony Richardson, yeah. but not at 14. Yeah, yeah but I would be intrigued on, by him if, if you get, get him on day two yeah, and, and work round. with him for a couple years. Like maybe um, you mentioned earlier, like Vegas taking a quarterback and Brady. Like Anthony Richardson would be like the perfect guy for McDaniel's to work with for a year or two. But here, I, I don't see it. Uh, Sabrina from Austria says uh, she hopes they'll solve last year's problem of the majority of tickets going to scalpers. Mm. So. Uh, she'll definitely try. Already registered. Wish her luck. Um, oh, this her, is the Germany game. Yeah, her question is, what is the chance of Bill trading out. back the 14th pick this year? More or less than 50%? Are there tackles or cornerbacks who could be interesting for us later in the first or early second round? I, for one, will not be getting up in the middle of the night for the draft this year. I learned from my mistake getting up and hearing the Nikhil Harry pick. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, the one you were upset. I, I just, I think you need specific players at specific positions, and and, and like maybe there is a, a small trade down, and you could get a couple of those guys in the twenties. But as I see it right now, I think you grab a tackle at at fourteen, or you I get think fourteen just a is that high enough in. that you should be able to identify a player that yeah. get a star. You know, stud. that shouldn't just right. be well. If we get him or someone else, it's okay. Like, this should be a guy that you feel strongly about yeah. at 14. And, and when you had Mac two years ago, it's just you needed a quarterback so bad, and I think you saw everything through the lens of quarterback at that point. And now, you know, not to say that they don't have, a, like, like I've been saying, receiver, tackle, cornerback, they've got those needs. But what do you got, Paul? No, like line the, just, you know, we're going to get to the picks in a second, but I, I've been noticing this this week. Caesar Sportsbook, the, the Bengals' bills opened at 3.5. It's up to, like, 5.5. Um, Bill's favorite. I just hmm. wonder what they what know. What do the sharps know? What do they know? Thank you. I Thank just you, really, Fred Kirsch. Yeah, I, 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 I listened I like to Cincinnati in this game. Lombardi, I, Michael Lombardi, I remember, broke down the, the tier system that the Patriots use, or cluster system with the draft, where they might say Cole Strange and Tyler Smith, same player. So, right. so that would bug me. Right. We're, we're out of that territory right now where you can just say all right uh, broderick jones and and the tackle at 27 same player like no you need premium blue chip talent and that you don't get that in the 20s most of the time now you might get lucky and hit on one of those guys a little bit later but when you have the 14th pick like you were saying like that's a premium pick that you can get a guy that has that that pedigree of a of a there's somebody at some position that's going to be one of the and, top and it's, it's going to yeah. be like yeah. not the same i'm not saying it's exactly the same but it's going to be like you're getting like the 12th pick or the maybe even the 11th pick because you know cj stroud and bryce young are going to be gone yep you know and maybe even to evan's point will levis yeah so if you get that and you can get the 12th best whatever else you want right like that's what you need. I, I don't think it's the same as when you're 28 or 32 back in the day, and you're moving around with your little cluster system because yeah, you're already in the second round. Because yeah, th- there's got to be a difference between the highest rated tackle and the fifth highest rated tackle. Right. Like that's bigger than say the fifth rated tackle and the eighth or tenth rated tackle. Right. That gap has got to be bigger from one to five than five to ten. Well, they say that most teams and the Patriots have a notoriously small draft board. You're talking about. 
15 to 20 first round grades on players, right? Yeah. Or guys that are really worth that in the first round. So like you were saying, if you pick it 30, you're already in the second round right. on your board. So like, what's the difference at that point it might be a fairer argument, but I feel like they got into this mess because they ran into that. Well, this guy here is actually the same as that guy there. <laughs> and like yeah. the, <laughs> Carlos <right>. Dunlop, yeah. <laughs> Jermaine Cunningham oh, is the one. same. That's right. Famous, it, I, I just feel like one. this is how we ran into this problem with the draft. Whereas now you have this 14th pick, Go out and get a yeah. get, get me a brand name. Well, that like, was, don't, yeah, that's what was so nice around. about 2021 was like you just did what you're supposed to do. You traded up and got Barmore. You took a quarterback. You needed it. He kind of fell through the cracks to get there. You know, like it just it just made sense. And then you went back last year where it was like, I mean, certainly some of those picks made sense, but some head scratchers too. Uh, Bill in Oklahoma says the problem with Brady going to Vegas is he'll have to face Herbert and Mahomes twice a year. He's he always been care. in a division where quality quarterbacks were mm. a rare competitor. He doesn't care. Yeah. I don't I don't I just don't see that angle with Tom. I don't understand that either. I know that's very common perception. Yeah. That you have to worry about the division and who's it. I'm not worried about other teams if I'm Tom Brady. Uh Kristen says um she wants to know does Hardy play hurdle? I feel like he would be a master class hurdle probably. player. Uh, he probably yeah, would he, be. I, I think he does. I think I have talked to him about it. Um, yeah. And to, yeah, he, he, should, he should play hurdle on his little uh, music show yeah. that he does. He could you incorporate know, it, perhaps. He could play hurdle in between playing the songs right. that right. he plays. Right. He doesn't even play the songs. And then talk about the songs. <laughs> Do you play the songs on that? <laughs> I asked him about it because I'm like, well, how long does it take you to record a show? Because he just does it at his No, house. he just does the. It's like. 30 minutes to record like a yeah, three-hour show. He wraps show. around all the songs <laughs> yeah. that are played. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it's really fake. Oh, it's really fake. The yeah. Bucks oh, yeah. didn't just fire Byron oh, yeah. which They cleaned house. They did. Really? Every single offensive coach on the staff got fired. Wow. Too. Thanks, Tom. Wow. That's why they had the, the comment that this is the first time that Todd Bowles will ever be uh, allowed to choose his own staff, offensive staff. Huh. Um, Nat from Santa Bill Cruz. Uh, about Wordle starters, Adu, A-D-I-E-U. Yes, that was the story yeah. I read. Adu uh, and Snort. And, 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 and no, Crane. Yeah. Well, he said Adu and Snort cover all the bases. Try it. I just My problem with, with Adu is I just get a, uh, if I do get a bunch of vowels, it doesn't really help me. Like, oh, I got an A and an E. Like, I, that just, I need like a T. I need an S. I, I need, need some like diphthongs, some, I, guy. Yeah, diphthongs. <laughs> I need consonants. <laughs> Evan's out again. <laughs> this boggle? <laughs> All right. All um, right. Well, it's that time. It's that time of the week. Time for picks. And Paul, what happened last week? First week of the playoffs. Okay, it's playoffs, but you know, same old, same old. Oh, damn it. Mike and Paul, five and one. Evan and Fred, four and two. <sighs> Mike and Paul should have been. Stupid five and oh, yeah, chargers. I mean, six and oh, um, with the spread not quite as strong, yeah. Paul, three and three, Mike and Fred, two and four. Oh, oh no, and Evan, one yeah. and five. Losing, bad week, losing money. Yeah. Losing money. Bad week. So Dr. that's where Bob. we stand right now. Mike and Paul tied for the overall, and Paul alone, as usual, uh, atop the, the money maker. All right, spread. Well, uh-huh. uh, we start uh, Saturday. 4:30 Saturday, the nine and eight Jaguars are at the 14 and three Chiefs. Chiefs by eight and a half. Chiefs by eight and a half. Eight and a half. 
Yeah, this uh, this feels like your uh, luck of the week. Not an upset. I'm going to take Kansas City. Um, I, I think, actually, I, I am tempted that Jacksonville is going to put up a little bit of a fight because they have nothing to lose. Um, but I, it's just hard to pick against KC at this point. So I will take them. I will lay the points. Yeah, Jacksonville does have that, that Doug Peterson magic on them, mm. right? Where they 6-0 and is a underdog. Uh, underdog in the playoffs. Just do it. So I, I think the Chiefs win this game, but I, I'm going to take Jacksonville uh, to cover the spread just because I think Kansas City be a little rusty in, in the first yeah. half, and, and maybe it's a close game at halftime. It's funny. If what happened last week didn't happen and Jacksonville just won conventionally, I'd absolutely be taking the points, but I'm not going to. I'm going to lay the points, take Kansas City both ways because I think Jacksonville just like sat around for a week saying, oh, my God, do you believe what we just did? And then yeah. Reality's kind of strange. Yeah, I think the run for my guy Trevor Lawrence is done. Uh, I'm very proud of him for what he did this season. Are you going to thank him? I'll pass him along. (laughs) I'm very proud of Trevor Lawrence and uh, the way he bounced back this year. Uh, But I think the moment is the Chiefs. Um, I'm with Paul. I think last week was like, how do you top that? Um, you know, and I think the Jags will will be better, even better for it next year. But I think this is it for them. Yeah, we got to watch the Chiefs, though. Yeah, like their home I track know. record in the playoffs has not been great and, the last few and, years. And you know, the, like you know, they could be rusty. That's a good point Evan makes. And who knows? The Jaguars' defense can make some plays. You know, yeah, so like especially that front. Yeah, yeah, so they you know they can keep it close. But I'm going to take it both ways for the Chiefs. I think they cover Jacksonville a team to worry about next year. Absolutely. Ah. Uh, or do you just look at them as I just, AFC South favorites? Not going to have to worry about them. Not going to have to worry about them I for a while. I think they're going to get better. Yeah. I think they're going to get better. But do you just worry about them as division they're division champs but so they don't really concern you? No, I think, they, I think they're going to compete in the AFC for the crown. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel like the AFC South <laughs> AFC South's yeah. a little I'm talking about battling for a playoff spot. You won't be battling them because they're going to be the AFC South champs. Oh, yeah. oh to knock the like, Patriots. Do you, the Patriots oh. worry about them. Oh, I don't right now, but I mean, it feels like there's a vacuum right now in the AFC South. And I that do. It's I'm with Fred. Taking. I think they're on the rise. Yeah, I think they are. The problem that I see is that you look at the four AFC finalists so far right now: Trevor, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Like right. that. How do you get it? And that then mix? you have Herbert too. Right. If he gets the right coach, you don't got one of those guys. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah, it's five. Jackson stays in the AFC. Yeah, six. Yeah. No, maybe they'll, it, make he's eight, right. maybe they'll make eight playoff teams. He's right. Year. Matt gets his head screwed on right. Seven. Suddenly he's <laughs> the 11th best quarterback in the conference. Wow. Uh, all right. Um, so that's at 430. Uh, then at 815. Now, just a question because we have a little bit of time here. Do you order your food before the 430 game or do you love wait and get your food in between for the 815 game? I'm gonna let Paul Paul's chomp. No, I'm, I'm fascinated. I want. I want, I want, yeah. I want info. I want to know what uh, you guys do. I, I probably would cook that night, so we'll probably would just be in the house. I don't. I, I don't. We'll go, we'll out, go out Friday. So sorry for a disappointing answer, but we probably just cook that in between a disappointing the games. Answer. So what are you cooking and when? Um, I haven't made the menu yet, Fred. But I'll let you know. Do you have to cook? No, but I like to cook. Okay. I like so like are you cooking, likes to cook. Are yeah. you cooking for football? Like, are you cooking like this for is, playoffs? Yeah. 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 Probably. Probably. Yeah. We did. Uh, what did we do last do you, week? You bring out the grill in the Meatballs. winter. It's where do you out guys, there. Yeah, where do you guys stand there. on on the viewing venue? Do you prefer to just stay home, yes. chill out with the family, yeah. or I have people over? I, I have no choice because like I don't uh, have any friends. I don't have any friends so, either. Freddie, yeah, 
Freddy. I just, I just stay home. I'll be Call sorry. me Freddy. I'll hang out all with right, you. All right. This Actually, it's kind of a far you ride. You want to come down the Cape? No, it's what, a far <laughs> ride. Right. What, what time is the game out uh, the first game? 4 30. So about 4.15, I'm going to come down. I'll be like, so uh, is it if I watch TV at like 4.30? Yeah, that's what I was expecting <laughs> out of you. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're young, so yes. I'm going to live, what time I'm gonna you live go vicariously through you. What time you. do you go to Jersey Mike's? Jersey Mike's <laughs> is usually a lunch thing, so that's before this. On Saturday night, I maybe some wings. Uh, you, you know, some mm-hmm. classic football wings. And I, I would say that maybe like fourth quarter and then kind of like into the into the break period, you know, you yeah. kind of order them around that time and then they come late, you know, the game maybe right in the middle of the two games. Now, somewhere do you, around that do, you do like Uber Eats? Do you have it? Yes. Bro- yeah, see, I – Yes. Like I, like I love all those services, but there's something about like getting the food right when it's done and hot and yeah. I get it home and it's fresher right yeah. you know I like I, I don't mind going out and getting it because I know it was but just in a situation made. like that you get a misstep. I know that's, that's the thing that's, that's why the, the timing is key you got yeah. good restaurants around you there I mean I know enough. it's hit or miss sometimes in Cape enough yeah, yeah. Yeah, Paul. So I had well, no, I I don't have like I just was. Uh, I'm sorry, we're out of time. I was dead. I was dead serious. I was so I was interested to see what you guys do. Yeah. Like I was like Fred last week. I had no friends. I, I wanted like Beth was working, and I wanted to figure out. You know, should I go out? Should I? Should I? You know, ended up not doing anything because my brother-in-law never really texted me back, which <laughs> is another issue. Uh, uh, even family, <laughs> I can't get to hang out with it's me. Playoffs. Um, so TJ and his boys went out to watch the first game. And then they had the plan, like they, with the intention they were going to watch the first game, and then bring you food. Oh, well, <laughs> this is smart. this is where I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. But then come home to watch the second game. So I said, do me a favor. I'll come and get you uh, in between games, and just when when you're ready to go, order me. And I got uh, a thing of wings. I got a dozen wings, half buffalo, half honey barbecue. Good order. Good times. Right. <laughs> So I went to pick him up, brought him all back, <laughs> sat down for the second game with my wings. And then Beth came home. She goes, oh, you look like you're having I know, fun. I go, you're, absolutely. You're a professional. He's got He's a professional. His face. <laughs> Loving life. Shirt off. In his can, element. Can you get me a wet nap? <laughs> Just a bib with no right. shirt. <laughs> might put in an order with Buff's Pub. This Buff's Pub. Oh. I might. One oh, of the, the that's the, a great move. One yes. of the rare places that actually makes a great oh, they're buffalo. The, they're wing. one of the best in the region. Where is it? It's in, in New, 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 New right off the New, Mass New, Pike, though, so it's yeah. super yeah. easy to get to. When we went to Gary Gradecki's wedding, okay, after <laughs> the reception, no, after the wedding and before the reception, there was like some time, so we all went to Buffs Pub. Who's we all? Uh, my wife. <laughs> it was somebody that wasn't part of that. <laughs> no, my <laughs> wife and a bunch of other people. There were like wasn't me six couples, I think. Oh, they take credit cards now too. Yeah. They were cash only for oh. like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to live around this. So I only went there a couple of like times. Like I, we used to have when I worked at the Herald. We used to play in the corporate basketball league, and a lot of the games were in that area. And we would stop. Tony Mass oh, yeah. would come with us. Tukarask, big Buffs Pub guy. Yeah. Oh, that that explains a lot. Yeah, love Buffs Pub. <laughs> um, all right, probably Buffs Pub before that that big oh. game to end the season. Eight fifteen. That he had to sit out because <laughs> he had the poops. Now we got to hurry. Come on. Oh, uh, Eight fifteen Saturday night. The nine seven and one Giants are at the fourteen and three Eagles. Eagles by seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, got to hurry. Seven minutes left. It's the Giants. Yeah, I'm gonna go divisional game, but I'm still gonna go Eagles, and I'm gonna lay the points. The Eagles. I'm gonna go Eagles as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that. Giants cover. I think divisional game. Uh, it's usually close. I had Cincinnati. I thought they were going to blow out Baltimore, but Baltimore was able to keep it close. I think this is a similar t- 
type of situation. I am with Evan on this one. I, I think the uh, the Giants, are th- that toughness that they showed the very first game of the season, that, a game against Tennessee they had no business winning and they found a way to win it, has carried over throughout the entire regular season. I don't think they're all that good, but they are tough, and I think they'll hang around. Yeah. Um, similar to the Jaguars, I think the Giants' run is over. Uh, I think Eagles cover. You know, So I'm going to go with – for Saturday, both teams, both favorites to cover. Um, although, I mean, Jalen Hurts has to be a little rusty, right? Yep. You know, well, he did play. What he did play in the last game? Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, they so they kind of managed. He didn't run very okay. much, right. but he did play in the though. last game. Yeah. yeah, still had a week off though. So okay. Anyway, um, yeah, I think Eagles cover in this game. I think they might be the most complete team left. But all right, now the interesting game Sunday at three. Uh, twelve and four Bengals are at the thirteen and three Bills, and the line, as we talked about earlier, has shifted. Yeah, it's going. Uh, it's going up. Uh, Buffalo by five was the DraftKings this morning. Is there a weather report with. or something like that, or any any reason why? But, I mean, the only thing I can think of Money is that Buffalo. they've gotten bad injury news with the Bengals' offensive linemen. None of those guys are going to play. I, I would imagine. Mm. Like, they lost their whole offensive. They could not move the ball at all in the second half. They moved it at will in the first half, but they couldn't move it at all in the second half once yeah. Jonah, Jonah Williams, I think. Yeah, so maybe the word tackle. the word's yeah. getting uh, out that you know, they're – Lyle Collins was already out. He got right. hurt Christmas Eve here. I think his backup got hurt, and too. And the other guy, uh, Kappa, yeah. is out, right? Ugh. Alex right. Kappa. Well, Paul, your little rant there just made me change my mind because I was ready to go Bengals. Me too. Because um, I, I just – I think the Bills have been playing with fire. They've been sloppy – Josh Allen just doesn't seem like like he's waiting for things to start, um, but just if, if, if there's too many injuries on on the Bengals line, I'm, I can't take them. I'm going to take the Bills. Okay, I have the same exact feeling as Deuce on this. I just I have not been impressed by the way that Buffalo has been playing offensively, turning the ball over a ton. I don't think you win a game against Joe Burrow and a good Bengals team yeah. turning the ball over that much. Nope. I'm going to take the Bengals. Okay. I, I don't love Good it. For you. I right. don't love it, All but right. I'm going to take the Bengals. Right. Yeah, I hate this because I really like both of these teams yeah. a lot, and I like watching both of these guys play a lot. Um, same thing with that great divisional game last year with Kansas City and Buffalo. I didn't want either one of them to lose. Um, I'm going to split it. I'm going to take Buffalo to win, but I, I just I don't really understand the spread. I, I thought this should have been uh, a field goal at best. Uh, maybe even smaller. Could it be just be that Bengals? I mean, Bills fans are betting more. All the money's coming in, and they're trying uh, to. It could be. You know, I, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, given the area that we're talking about. But yeah. it could be. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to split it. I think Cincinnati's very good. I think Burrow is as tough as they come. Even watching him in the second half of that game, it's sort of like he said to himself, "I just can't turn the ball over, and if we have to punt, it'll be okay." And he didn't make it like a single mistake. In that now he was under like ridiculous like it just got ridiculous in the like the fourth quarter of that game that's why if if that fumble doesn't happen I think the game was over even if they didn't get in and they just kick a field goal mm. I don't think Cincinnati was scoring yeah yeah all right I'm gonna go with the Bills both ways as well both ways both ways wow so we had that one all over the map Evan yeah. likes Cincinnati outright I split it and you guys like Buffalo yeah uh, six thirty Sunday evening. The twelve and five Cowboys are at the thirteen and four Forty Niners. Niners by three and a half. Smallest spread. Of the tough league. one. Tough one. Um, 
I, I, I think it's going to come down to the quarterback, and I'm going to go with Dallas in an upset here. Whoa. Um, yeah. I did not see that I think coming. They played well. Um, just a classic uh, matchup here in the, in the NFC playoffs, Dallas 49ers. But I'm going to go I'm going to go with the Cowboys. By the way, uh, Deuce has like a bracket sheet in front of I, him I do, that I, he's filling out. I'm fascinated this guy by just it. Like, is that like you can't keep track unless you do that? I like to it's look not at like it. it's March Madness. I like brackets. Not, not, not everybody's like me. No. <laughs> I just one of these days I'm gonna get this guy to go digital. It's gonna be the happiest day of my life. Good luck with that. He he keeps like a little a note like a calendar notebook. Right, like like it's 1995. He makes me look modern. (laughs) Eric left. Eric printed everything in the world, and now I'm the old guy. I don't get. (laughs) So like when it's all done, what do you do with that? Throw it out. You throw it out. (laughs) (laughs) I save it in my files so that I can be like, well, actually, Paul, back in 2022, I think about the trees, man. (laughs) Yeah. I am going San Francisco both ways. I am going San Francisco both ways also. Um, I do think Dallas is – I mean, I think you saw a little bit of how good they can be. Yeah. I just haven't seen it consistently enough to, to pick it on the road. I'll take San Francisco to keep that defense don't like going. The coach. Uh, please, God, San Francisco win. I don't care by how much. Just win, but I'm going to go both ways with them. I just, I just can't stand the Cowboys winning. They're bad enough when they don't win because – they lead the league in every statistic you could imagine. Imagine if they start actually winning real games. Forget it. Insufferable. It's insufferable. <laughs> what do you think of the game times on Sunday? Like they did that. Like it's the Super Bowl time. Yeah, five Bowl years time. ago, six, uh, ten or years AFC ago. Champion, championship weekend time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They went the divisional round three and six thirty two. I don't. I don't. I don't care for. I don't care. You don't for care. It you like it earlier? Yeah. Yeah. I got a four thirty indoor baseball practice on Sunday, so that's oh. really killing me. All right. Well, that's it for our show. Uh, Catch 22 is coming up, right, Uh, with Alex and Evan. Yes. Um, So that'll be interesting. If you emailed, we didn't get to you. Maybe you'll get to them in your show. Uh, So other than that, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.